spear directly to the <laughs> kneecap. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jordan. Don't want to waste any beer. How's it going? Good. Uh, just got what beer said. on my knee. It's good. Yeah. That's where you want it. Not in your mouth. Mm-hmm. No. No. Just put the microphone up there so you get a little ASMR. <laughs> Whoever made that noise, that was that a, was disturbing. That was a better beer pouring noise than the beer pouring. Uh, you had me fooled for like a half a second there. That was pretty good. I have many talents. They are all useless. <laughs> so, another episode, season two, episode two with our fancy or no, three. this is three. three. Okay, sorry, it's episode two with our fancy new stuff. So we'll actually. Sound it's like good. it's like season two point one, episode two. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Tonight we've got Z with us. We're going to talk about truck things probably for a while, I would imagine. Long time listener, first time caller. Why are we going to talk about trucks? Because I have a truck. Because you bought one. I yes. bought a truck. Dun, dun, dun. You bought another truck. If we're going to call the Blazer a truck. Is yeah, it can we call the Blazer call a truck? It. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a truck. that's yeah. fair. It's, it's a truck. mini truck. We have actually had you on before, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm fairly confident. Maybe once before, because I feel like back at your house, back at Jordan's yeah. house, yeah. Because I feel like we talked about your dad and his trucks and building cars, and I think for a little bit, yeah, kind of vaguely. It wasn't anything specifically about me. I think there were multiple conversations happening at the same time, kind of a thing. But that's kind of how it goes. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically our mo. What are you drinking, Jordan? Oh, this is. Uh, Dragon's Milk by New Holland. I used to, so when I, back in the day, like probably 10 years ago, I tried this beer and I hated it. And now I really like it a lot, actually. I guess it kind of grew on me. But it's really good. It is a bourbon barrel aged stout. It's what it tastes like. It's just a really dark, strong beer. Yeah. Pretty no, nice. I, I like that beer. Yeah, it's good. That sounds exactly like what I would imagine you'd like. Yeah, I, I I don't know why. Maybe I got a bad batch of it or something back in the day. I just I didn't care for it, but I think it's great. You're starting another episode with another 11% beer. You know, <laughs> I was shocked listening to the last episode. <laughs> I was shocked how not yeah. slurry I was. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you made me sound really like You're welcome. Pierce. <laughs> you didn't say it right, Pierce. You're welcome. There it is. I'm drinking a Goose Island beer hug, which is a, uh, let me find it again, double dry hopped tropical double India pale ale. So is that effectively a quad then? I I don't think that's how that works. It's a 10%. It's It's good. It's also huge. I think it is double hopped and also it is a double IPA. And I think those two things are separate. I don't know how. Listen here. <laughs> <laughs> the can art is kind of amazing. What yeah, it's pretty that? cool. I, uh, it's a bear with... Made of hops? Made of hops, yeah. Oh, that's like pretty cool. In the sh- oh, like, like instead of fur. Yeah, instead of fur, it's like hop leaves, Sh- yeah. Petals, mm-hmm. whatever they are. That is fantastic. Petals? Petals? I love that artwork. And he's wearing what awesome sunglasses. What are they? Are they petals or are they leaves? They're from a bud's... Yeah. yeah, nuggets. Mm. <laughs> what are you drinking, Z? <laughs> uh, I am drinking uh, 805 by Firestone Walker. I figured uh, at some point we would be talking about trucks and where that my love for trucks came from. And that was the central coast of California. 
And so I figured I'd get a, a, a beer that is marketed specifically to the central coast of California, and you cannot get it outside of it unless you order it online. What does the 805 denote? What is that? Is that that is the area code in, uh, I always forget where they're actually at, Paso Robles. So it's like central California, like north and south, also east and west. It's kind of out there near like Fresno. It's it's the desert. That's so weird. Our yeah. area code here is 804. Right. Yeah. And then 805 is in California. Yeah. I, I did know that what? actually. But for some reason, I always thought that Firestone Walker was here in Virginia. No, they are based in Paso Robles. Interesting. <clears throat> actually, last time I went back home, we did a little bit of a, a brewery tour. Which is kind of nice. Cool. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a blonde ale, I believe it is. Doesn't actually say it on there. It just says ale, but I believe it's a blonde mm-hmm. ale. It's only a four point seven, so I might have a few. Cool. <laughs> what are you drinking, Corey? I have whiskey again. Uh, uh, I'm just, I know, I know. I'm. You drink a thousand, <laughs> and you know, you kind of get over it a little bit. Or I mean, brag about it, why don't you? I will. Do you want me to go get the shirt? No, nah, you're all right. Uh, we've all seen it. We were all. We've. I've been to the party twice. That's funny because I've only been to the party once. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is uh, what did I just pour? This is uh, Woodford Reserve. It is their wheated variety. What is a wheated whiskey? That's a great question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's similar to like conditioning a beer, or it's like finished with. You can finish it with like different grains. Or it is the um, a higher percentage of wheat in the distillate that it's so it's not just all distilled from corn and other grains or whatever. It's like a higher percentage is wheat. So they do like they have a wheat, a rye, and a, there's a third one, a wheat, a rye, and a corn. I I can't remember. Anyways, it's good. It's well, good for I, being corn's bourbon, right? Yeah. So or uh, barley. Barley. Sorry, mostly barley. barley. Hey, no, that's barley. <laughs> For being the only person who's actually worked in a liquor store, I know alarmingly little about yeah. liquor. Yeah, you should. You All you gotta do is just there. when someone hands you a bottle, you say, "Yes, sir. Thank you, sir." That's basically all yeah. I did. They'd come in and be like, "Hey, do you know if you have this one?" I'd be like, "Nope." <laughs> did you check online? <laughs> <laughs> so, really, the reason that I poured this one is because it was in front and only had a single glass left. Ah. Yeah. In the bottle. So, fair. I mean, that's fair. There's no no deeper meaning. Yeah, let's do some amendments. I owe an apology to the two Mitsubishi owners that listen to this podcast. There are apparently three generations of the VR4 Galant. I am shooketh. Yeah. And then also, I said last time that the Volvo S60 convertible was the worst vehicle I've ever been in. But it, I actually meant the c70 convertible like the late 90s that makes so much more yeah. sense yeah. yeah s60s are pretty yeah. decent yeah s60s are great i guess the c's the c was like a more budget-minded vehicle and yeah it was it was very harsh it was very uh very uncomfortable i had a couple of corrections or whatever why i was correct that weinstefaner is in fact the oldest continually operating brewery currently yeah in existence yeah. um they have been around since 1040 yeah which is bananas. That's insane. I think and they have they have documents from that um, I guess Abbey or whatever mm-hmm. from as far back as the year 768 AD, where they were referencing. There's a reference in that document to them growing or cultivating a hop garden. Interesting. Bananas. 
I could be wrong because I, I didn't do any research. I never disagreed that that was the case, that they I, were the oldest. I was guessing. I was pretty sure, but I, I double-checked. But I, I think what I meant in that episode was that the Trappist style of beer is supposedly one of the oldest styles of beer because it's not like like the 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 guys at Wunschtenfahner could have been brewing Trappist beer. You know what I mean? It's not like it's dedicated to a certain brewery. I could right. be wrong. So so I also vaguely started browsing a little bit about Trappist beer as well to double check. Like Trappist beer is very specific in that there it's a very specific order of monks, and there are only fourteen monasteries in the world that are of that. Order of, of the traps, yeah, of the traps <laughs> to brew Trappist beer. There are, according to Wikipedia, there are six in Belgium, two in the Netherlands, one in Austria, Italy, England, France, and Spain, and one in the United States. I'm actually surprised that there's that many. Yeah, I I was too. I thought it was only like a couple, but it's it's. Like I would 14. say like a handful. Yeah, it's pretty old. Let me see here. Fourteen different monasteries that produce it. Uh, isn't the uh the people that make Golden Grock? Uh, Von Stenberg or whatever. Haven't they been around since like 1158 or something stupid like that too? The brewery that makes Golden Drock is really hard to pronounce and I'm not going to try. They are in Belgium and they opened in 1784. Oh, I thought it was much older than that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's still, still pretty really old. old. But anyways, anyways. Is that the end of your amendment? That was the end of my amendments. Wonderful. I would love to show you a picture. <laughs> I showed Pierce this picture earlier. I'm afraid. It's uh, quality. Of it, is, this. it is of good nature. <laughs> This is what I saw this Best week intentions. on the road. If you were to have to explain redneck engineering... Oh, these are my favorite. <laughs> Describe for the listeners what you're looking at, Jordan. Well, we're looking at what used to be a Penske truck <laughs> with the... <laughs> There's like a mid-90s Toyota pickup truck most of the way inside of it. <laughs> With the rear wheels perched on like the loading dock in the back. Yeah, the the lift the like lift gate is absolutely deployed. Yeah. And the the door of the truck is closed onto the bed so that the whole cab of the pickup is inside the Penske truck with a good portion of the bed protruding. Driving down ninety five. That's amazing. This picture can be viewed at the beer and backfire podcast instagram account oh my goodness on the date of release <laughs> of this episode so i don't i don't like to make judgments and you did say redneck ingenuity <clears throat> i'm gonna have to go out on a limb oh here it comes that's my people yeah yeah it is <laughs> that's some border brothers right there <laughs> i just hey homes know, i like, don't have money for a tow truck but my cut <laughs> My cousin, he's got a Penske truck, and we can make this happen. If you, that's what that if you look, they probably ratchet. have a Honda Civic hatchback in front of that <laughs> thing in there. They have secured this truck by wrapping a ratchet strap around the rear axle and like securing it down to the platform. Is uh, that what that yeah. is? <laughs> hey, they were at least nice enough to like hang these like high vis like dangly yeah. things off the back of it. <laughs> yeah. There was also there was a there was a car like a, some random sedan very obviously knew these people and was following them very closely. They were the, when I took this picture they're getting off this exit ramp. I'm going to guess that this was south of the river. No. This is um Bowling Green. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh yeah. New Jersey? No, or? no, no. No, no, no. Virginia. It's exit, like north, exit, of, exit north of Ashland. Okay. Exit 104. Uh, okay. Oh, Between okay. here and Kings Dominion. Or actually north of Kings Dominion. Slightly north of Kings Dominion. Cool. Yeah. All right. 
sometimes I forget that not everybody knows I mean, all of the exit numbers for all of the interesting things <laughs> on all of the highways in this no. I know 64 better than any of you here, I guarantee it. That's probably true. Between here and Charlottesville? Between here and yeah, Charlottesville, sure. I'll bet you $3,000. <laughs> so that's what I saw that was interesting on the road this week. <laughs> so last weekend, I was in Chicago. 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 We were driving, I don't know what interstate we were on, but we were going between people's houses on the interstate in the general Chicago area. And we were passed on the highway by a convoy weaving through traffic led by a McLaren of some form, followed by at least four Porsches, the lowest trim of which was a GT3. There were like right. two or three GT3s and a GT3 RS, and I'm pretty sure a GT2 was in there as well. How do you know? Because I looked at the back of them. Oh, it does say in giant. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah. Uh, the GT2 has a very distinctive rear it's wing big. as well. Big, a big wing, big. Mm-hmm. Then there was uh, two Ferraris in there one that I could not identify. They're one of the newer Ferraris. And there was also a Lamborghini. What's the small current? The Huracan. It was like the Spider version, mm. like the the convertible. It wasn't just the convertible. There's like a special, like the Performante. Oh, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like a Camaro One LE behind all those. And I was just like, well, Neat. the pace car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're just like driving down the road in our minivan. It's like <laughs> we're like, oh my good grief! And you weren't in Miami, no. Yeah, Chicago. I mean, oh. And then we get off we get off the exit right after that happens and we get passed by a Porsche Taycan. Taycan? Taycan. Taycan. The SUV? No, the uh, the two hundred thousand dollar electric one. Oh. I don't I've never seen one of those in person. I bet you have. And you just didn't really notice. Really? Yeah. They look at first you think it's a Panamera, but it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're really they're okay. they're sweet. Do they I'm come? thinking of the what was the Cayenne and McCann are the SUVs. What was the Porsche that they had? Um, at the in the last episode of Top Gear when they did the Holy Trinity, the nine eighteen, yeah, yeah, nine eighteen Spider, yeah. yeah, that was the electric, the fancy electric. It's a one, it's right? a hybrid, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's not what you're talking no, about. No, this is an all electric vehicle. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a it's the it's a four door like the Panamera, right? I believe so. They also or now make it or in it's a at least, sport wagon, which it's is at least cool. big like the Panamera. Yeah, they have a Taycan wagon that you hit a button and it lifts it up by like two inches for overlanding purposes, allegedly. Because anyone's going to take I mean, that yeah. off-road. Yeah, on their super sport summer tires. On my way here tonight, I saw the same McLaren that I talked about in the last episode. Oh, really? And so I verified it on the Google. It's not a P1, which is what I said it was last time. Ah. It's the 570S. Oh, that's an older one, isn't it? No, it's a current model. They, it's a current, a current model, ish? and it's like a lower, like a much more entry level mm. McLaren. Yeah, it's still um, like three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, I mean entry level <laughs> McLaren, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he was on the south side of ninety five this time, so hmm. thing gets around, I guess, which is cool. I respect yeah. that. Drive your car. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. My favorite car that I've seen at Cars and Coffee in a long time was a guy that would show up in a. It was an air cooled 911 of some vintage. It was lowered a little bit on nice wide BBS wheels, not like blingy ones, but like well worn BBSs on very aggressive summer tires. And the paint was chipped and faded. And it's like this dude's basically driving a track car every day. And it was the best. That's awesome. I will never forget the one time I was there and there was a, like a brand new. 
at the time it was like the brand new Ford GT, the one the, with the V6. And I mean, the dude had like socks in the passenger footwell, like used socks, and like all of his mail for the week was in the passenger seat and everything. Mm-hmm. That's I love it. Perfect use of a car. I love it. Do yeah. you remember back right after we got out of high school ish time, we saw the same Countach around town a bunch? And we like yep. we went up to it one time. We saw it parked, and it was like full of like McDonald's, yeah, discarded yeah. McDonald's, beautiful and Dairy yeah. Queen wrappers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like since then I've heard about that car because apparently it used to be seen often at the at the McDonald's on Parham. Yeah, I saw it there at least twice. Yeah, that I can remember. Yeah. And and I've heard Dairy I've, Queen on Patterson. I've heard of other people finding it there, and apparently that guy like actually does really like that car and like take care of it. He has a climate controlled garage that it's parked in, which is sweet. But like, it's hilarious that to to walk up to cars like that and just find them full of like items that would be in my Rav Four. I yeah. feel like I feel like cars like especially of that vintage where they're still. I mean, you could get them fuel injected and stuff, so you wouldn't have to deal with necessarily with carburetor problems. But as long as you drive them, they seem to last pretty well. Yeah. See, I kind of like seeing that. Like, obviously, there's a level where it's like too much but, neglect. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm, but yeah. I like seeing a car that somebody actually uses. Yeah. And like you'll mm-hmm. see, it looks quote unquote lived in. You know what I mean? It's 100%. not. It's not a show car. They don't wash it every time they go to Cars and Coffee yeah. or whatever. It's something that they'll drive, not even daily, but regularly. And you might have a little bit of trash or whatever in there. I, I kind of like seeing that because at least the car's not being just left alone or it's like a trophy that they finally got. It was like two, ten thousand miles on it or whatever. Do you remember that M12 Noble that you said? I was yeah. about yeah, to bring yeah. that yeah. up. That thing yeah. was so busted, dude. But he it was still brings it out. Really? He still brings it out every now and then. That thing was so busted, just driving around Param and Patterson all the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have mad respect for the dude that owns that car. He's super nice too. He'll he'll talk to you whenever you walk up and look at the car. He'll, he's happy to talk about it. Nice, very cool. I also saw a JZA80 on Midlothian Turnpike the other day with like 22 inch chromies on it. Oh, yeah. No. So that was a thing. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, do it to a, at least do it to like an SC300 or something. I mean, he paid the money for the car. He can do whatever the crap I, he wants I to guess. with it. I don't want to take up too much time because I do want to get to trucks because yeah. I want to talk about trucks. But Steve brought his ND over. <gasps> yes. And uh, we went for a ride. That was a thing. Yeah. Heard about um, it. Do you know that uh, he did that without even hearing that you wanted that to be done? Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't recall if the episode was even out yet at that point. Oh, yeah, that was just good. him being uh, Steve. Awesome. Like Go a gentleman. Bro. Good yep. on you, Steve. We love you. I love you. Also, shout out to Erica because she's like our by far our most faithful and <laughs> listener. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, you, like, you knew that was going to be the report, obviously, but like, God bless. It's so good. It it really is. Now, he's got aftermarket sway bars, and I think he had the aftermarket uh, calipers on it too, right? I don't think he did at the time. No, he did. Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. he had sway bars because he did that like... Immediately. Immediate, like within hours oh, yeah. or something like that. Uh, so it had sway bars, and it had... Will Woods. Yeah, the big brake kit. So fine. Sure. I, I mean, I but, just want to preface, yeah, like, yeah. preface yeah. that. Uh, still has a lot of body roll for that. You know, it's, for for it's a club, right? So it's got the factory Belstines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. Because he just he just put um, Swift Springs, Swift Springs on it. But it's a it was a I forget the name of the brand. 
Um, it's not flying Miata, but he got lowering springs that are apparently a better match for the valving in the factory Bilsteins. Yeah. He says it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he was telling me about that. Um, so one of the things that, e- even with the sway bars, the car tends to understeer, which actually you kind of prefer a little bit in that platform. When it when it starts to, or when, or when, you're, when you're turning in pretty aggressively, you can kind of feel the front, like, get jittery. And that's that's apparently why that happens. So with the with these new springs or whatever, it's supposed to return it to much mm. much more neutral. Mm. But it, it's apparently because when I think they put uh, Steve's going to correct me because I'm going to be wrong. But I think what happened is they put the Bilsteins on, uprated the rear springs and not the front springs or something like that. So it's like it, it's something it's something weird where like they changed the spring rate on one set but not on the other or not as much on the other or something like that. So hmm. uh, it ended up kind of unbalancing it a little bit but anyways Weird. it's it's phenomenal it's comfortable it has modern amenities but it still feels crazy light and nimble and the steering very, is it's, it's a modern interior but very simple yeah like it, it's, yeah oh, it's perfect did you try to put your toolkit in the trunk i did not oh. no that was did I, you even book no he was he was like driving away and i was like i didn't even open the trunk dang it <laughs> <laughs> I, I will eventually but yeah it was it was it's really good. It's really, really good. The steering is unreal in comparison to, you know, anything else modern that I've driven. Yeah. It's it's incredible. They've really figured out electric power steering now where you still get feedback from it. It's really nice. Have you seen... So it's a white ND, but he just wrapped it with a matte finish wrap. No. It's, I, it's paint. It's matte paint protection film. Where, where, where are you getting all of this information? Because I, his Instagram, his Instagram, and also I saw it on Friday. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Starbucks. 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 Am I not following Steve on Instagram? Apparently. Hang on. <laughs> Don't hang on. Continue talking yeah. while I look at my phone. <laughs> he he posts like once a week, and it'll be like fifteen pictures and three paragraphs of information of like everything that he's done. I so enjoy reading his posts. If you, I mean, I do too. I really do too. But like, it's not, he doesn't like post every day about things that he did that day. He just posts once a week about everything he did that week. It, lo- it looks a lot better in person than it does in pictures. It's oh, very, it's very cool looking. He is uh, I am understeer on Instagram. Yeah, I got him. Apparently I was not following him on mm. Instagram. Oh, I for feel shame. bad about that. That's getting deleted. I was uh, <laughs> greeted by the lovely- We all love Steve. Steve is the best. <laughs> Of course, we were all following Steve on Instagram. What are you talking about? Uh, he, he definitely didn't just get a notification of him following him. <laughs> <laughs> I was greeted by the blue bar of shame that told me to follow him back because he was following me and I was not following him. Anyways, what did you see? Oh, I was going to say today, it was completely bone stock, but it made me think of you, Pierce. It was I went and got the, the holy chicken, the Chick-fil-A, for lunch, and oh, yeah. parked with the employee vehicles was a 92X. <gasps> Sorry. The, wow. The Sabaru? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm was, trying to remember the last time I saw one of those. It was uh, a champagne in color. Oh. Yeah. It beautiful. looked real nice. It was actually really clean for being what appeared to be bone stock. And I was really excited, and it had a bunch of stickers all over it that made me think it was a high school kid. And I was like, please get into cars. Please get into cars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good starter car because, I mean, that that is like the perfect hipster car, mm. honestly, because it's a Saab, which the hipsters freaking love. Yeah. And it's like it's a, a Subaru. Yeah, which the hipsters also love. Like, uh, So it's like an underground vape machine you know like, i don't know it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's, like it's, the it's best a more of all of it's the a more underground worlds. forester yeah or, or, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a better looking oh, car oh yeah, than yeah, yeah for looking. sure for yeah. sure for sure i i had that big 
surprise reaction because you reminded me of a vehicle that I spotted at the Holy Chicken mm-hmm. uh, last week. It was I I came out of the um, drive through and taking up six parking spots was a, a truck towing a Viper ACR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you all see the article that came out on Road and Track? I think it was last week where they the, they determined that. So one of the editors of Road, I think I think it was Road and Track. It might be Motor Trend. One of the editors was trailering his ACR Viper behind his Jeep Grand Cherokee, and he actually got like three miles per gallon better fuel mileage towing the car because it's so aerodynamic that it actually cut the, like the spoiled wind off the back off of the, the back Jeep. of the trailer. Yeah, okay. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! I saw a different post. It wasn't from a magazine. I think it was one of the like Track Midwest guys, like the Grid Life guys. They had to pull their they were towing with an open trailer and they had to pull the car farther forward on the trailer mm-hmm. because the wing was making so much downforce it was shifting the weight balance of the trailer at speed. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm surprised that they did not make that wing removable for that reason. Well, it, they probably, probably assumed that it'll be just trailered and closed. Oh, that's fair, I suppose. It probably is relatively sim- it's probably a bunch of like a couple Allen bolts or something. Yeah, you're probably right. Off. When did you uh when did you buy your truck? Bought it in February. What did you have before you bought your oh, truck? Oh yeah, let's lead yeah. up to that a little yeah. bit. Which one? Um, yeah, well so You could start with the Stratus. Because, I mean, the Stratus. I mean you could. wow, we're going Stratus. way back. You could. Oh my god. I was just gonna say, like, let's let's talk about the other vehicles that are in the driveway currently. Mm. Okay. But I Yeah, mean, that's that's fine. No, okay. fine. start 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 with the key. Start with the key. All right. So my daily for the past, I don't know, millennia was a two thousand seven Kia Optima. And I always said I hated the car. It just wasn't fun. It, you know, it was a daily driver. But even to twenty December or January of 2021, I was still getting roughly between 30 and 32 miles to to the gallon. In so a, in a V6, in okay. a V6. Yeah. Oh wow. Amazing. And did you you got did you get that car for free or did, uh, yeah. not a lot of money or well, it was your mom's and yeah. yeah. So. What happened was my mom's car went down for a little while and my grandfather, her her father, let her borrow that car for a couple of months while her car was in the shop. So her car gets out of the shop. We're getting ready to actually drive it up to Pennsylvania to give it back to my grandparents and my then daily, a Dodge, an 04 Dodge Stratus blew up on the highway. Like engine just kaput. All right. So... My grandfather's like, hey, it's already down there. Just keep using it. We'll figure something out. So he calls me a couple weeks later, says, hey, these are the car payments. If you just pay on it, I'll just let you keep it. And I was like, all right, great. So I make two car payments. And he goes, so I went down to the bank and I just paid the car off. And I was like, all right, baller. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was like, it's yours. You know, be good to it. Treat her well you know, whatever. And so at that point, I think it was 2010, maybe. What does he say? I know there's no way you're paying for what's under the hood of that car. <laughs> so tune-ups and tuna sandwiches or whatever it is. So yeah, I think it was about 2010. Thing had quite a few thousand miles on it already. You know, maybe, you know, it was only three years old, but my mom drove it like I drove it. So it probably had seven thousand, between seven and 10,000 miles on it or whatever. 
um, which isn't a lot, but you know, when you're only driving to and from work for her, that was a lot. So when I got the car, say it was 10,000 miles, fast forward 10 years. You, you had it since 10,000 miles. Yes. You put all of the miles on that car. Mostly. Oh my God. Mostly. So between, so say 10 years, I own that car between trips to and from Pennsylvania, uh, a lot of road time for my previous job going to and from hospitals in Northern Virginia and whatnot, and just random vacations. Uh, That thing died in January of 2021 at 336,000 miles. 2020. Or sorry, 20, 20, no, January 2021. It was this year. Yeah, Yeah, it was this year. It was only this year? Yeah, Yeah. that that car died, yeah. And And it's not really dead. It needs a transmission, yeah. which is impossible well, to find. Are they? For that V6, it's like it's only on that engine, and they weren't super common. Yeah, were... so the four-cylinder and the V6 have different transmissions, right. and the only ones that m- we could find online were for the four-cylinder. There, I found one online for a V6, and then once we looked into it, we realized the company was a scam. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what did you do? When that transmission, yeah, three hundred and thirty. That's it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's three thirty six. That's for for a Hyundai. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good considering that you probably spent zero money on maintenance. Uh, you yeah. No, I mean, I, I maintained it like general maintenance. Yes. Okay. There wasn't a whole lot. Um, we did. You know, we redid the head gasket once. Okay. And, uh, they they like to couple puke, other things. They like to puke valve cover gaskets. I know that. Um, which oil. tends, yeah, but I mean, it tends to take out the alternators and it makes a whole mess of the front side of the engine. So, yeah, I, I replaced the alternator like two, maybe three times on that thing, yeah. but part of like, you know, general, general maintenance on it. But I mean, that thing, I always said I was going to drive it into the ground. I didn't realize I was literally going <laughs> to drive it into the ground. And again, technically, you know, if I found a transmission for it, I'd still drive the thing because of how much gas mileage i got out of that thing but you know it's not really worth it at this point with the other two vehicles yeah what are the other two vehicles so my other one so i have a 98 blazer that i got from my mom's husband he was getting rid of it he had no use for it it was kind of parked there forever and when they got married because he also had a i forget which year um but it was a like a it was a 370z Oh, uh, sorry. No, 350Z. My bad. It's 350Z. When they got married, it just they didn't have all the room for all those cars in the driveway. So um, heard. <laughs> so he I was like, hey, man, I was like, what are you what are you trying to get for it? He's like, well, I don't know. And look it up. Tell me what it's worth. So I looked it up and the thing only had it was a 98. I think this was about five years ago. Um, and it had 75,000 miles on it. Hmm. And I was like. Okay, so I looked it up and I told them. I think the 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 uh, KBB on it was like twenty five hundred or twenty two hundred something like that. And uh, he was like, "All right, well, uh, if you want to just give me like you know a couple hundred bucks every time you get paid until it, you pay it off, we'll go from there." And I was like, "Cool," you know. And uh, I think I paid him a total of five hundred dollars for the thing. <laughs> and he was like, "You know, it's fine." Just and I was like, "All right, sweet." To give some backstory, you're a Chevy fan in general from your your dad and yeah. When it comes to American made vehicles, it's Chevy all day. Yeah, obviously they go through their. I go through my love and hate with those because I hate to say it. Sometimes Ford's better, especially when it comes to pickup trucks. But I'm Mm. I'm sometimes sometimes. But I love Chevys through and through. I'll never own a Ford. You know, my dad 
with, with through with, all the love and hate, he'd come back to kill me, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got that. It's great. It's got a few little things that I need to, you know, do to it. Probably going to sell it at this point because I don't drive it as much as I, I should. Does it run now? It does run. Oh. Yeah. A um, couple little things uh, like um, there's some rust on it that I want to get fixed. The driver's side rocker panel and then the... Um, when you open up the the rear driver's side door, like the outside of the wheel well. Wheel, yeah, the wheel arch. Yeah, there's a, there's a hole in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can get that. And then um, body mounts are pretty much kind of rusted out. Sorry, that was some, some Falcon smash that needed to be opened. Oh, word. You got another one of those? No. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> So no, the last no. I knew about the Blazer was that it had the fuel injector issue or something. It w- it wasn't running. I've yeah, thought. it didn't run for a while. Uh, I parked it. So when I went off to Virginia Beach, I parked it yeah, here, okay. and All it right. just sat forever, and you know things kind of compounded on it just by sitting. So ended up getting that all fixed. The only thing mechanically that I need to change or that I need to get um, fixed on it. Um, would be the fuel pressure regulator. Yeah. Sometimes the you know the the gauge doesn't work, but other than oh, that, so the yeah. fuel. All right, so not the fuel, fuel pressure regulator, center. but the fuel or level center. Center, yeah. yes, thank okay. you. And then other than that, the 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 fuel the fuel fill neck. There's a there's a little bit of a hole in there. So <laughs> if I go one gallon, like if I if I stop like a gallon before the tank is completely full, I'm good. <laughs> if I fill it all the way up for like the first mile, there's a little trail of gasoline. <laughs> so I hope nobody's smoking behind me. But yeah, other than that, I mean it run, it's great. I always wanted to turn it into like a little overlander camp vehicle, but at this point I just haven't touched it in so long that I should probably send it off to a good home. Now's a good time to do that. People are really yeah. into that. Well, or now is a good time to sell it because... That's what I mean. But oh, now's well, a great yeah. time to sell it. Somebody will buy it well, for, also, for that. But purpose. the used car market in general right yeah. now is, yep. Yep. I mean, just asinine. It's it's uh, overblown by, I mean, at least 200%. The four-wheel drive works on it, right? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Everything else in yeah. Wait till wait till they forecast the first snow this year. Oh yeah, oh, and you'll be able to get ten grand for that car. Mm. Close to it, you'd probably sell it for a solid sixty five hundred at least. The interior's in like really nice shape. Yeah, it's yeah. got the uh, the standard driver's side like crack in the seats because they're leather. But yeah. other than that, does the AC work? No, but I have the AC pump or the compressor. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, it's literally. Well, you know, come winter time, that won't matter, right? Yeah, <laughs> and the heat is hot. Yeah, like, it, it reminds me of Corey's old Miata. Like, oh my god, yeah. you turn it on and the your feet start sweating immediately, <laughs> and you're like, I'm in hell. Okay. Yeah, that's what it's like being in an RX7. I was gonna say, I was, I wasn't gonna brag. It's so hot. You, can, I, I get the foot sweats like without the heat on. Just say, oh, me, so. yeah, you do it in the Miata too, in the driver's really? side. Really? Oh, oh yeah, 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 all right, yeah. Nice, nice. That that football gets hot. Yeah, I remember that. the second year we did the fall cruise. I think I rode with you and Jessica because I remember that was. I don't remember that. Was but it? Was it? Yeah, I think so. I have. I'm pretty sure. I know I rode in it with you on a cruise. Yeah. At, at least for a portion of it. Because I remember the first one I went with Jordan. I've had multiple accounts of feedback from passengers who have melted their shoes on the floor of my car. Mm-hmm. Um, the exhaust manifold, particularly on the turbocharged cars, the uh, S4 would cook the ECUs because the ECU is bolted to the firewall. Ooh, um, like a Miata, it's bolted up by the passenger footwell? Yeah, it's bolted mm. under the like the passenger foot razor. Yeah. 
and that also happens to be where the turbocharger and like the exhaust manifold lives mm -hmm. on the American market cars. Yep. So they uh, they didn't think that through. No. Yeah. Turn, turns out rotaries are hot. <laughs> I got you. I, I was going to say, I was so disappointed. That was a great that was sound. such a good it was pour. so good. You got a towel? No, I need one. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, look. It's a Firestone. Oh, hey. Nice. hey. Mind Haze IPA. Mm. Adam. Sir. Would you tell me about your truck? Uh, so I have... The real truck. The real truck, yep. yeah. So uh, the reason we're here. After the Kia blew up, um, I drove the Blazer around for a little while and was looking online trying to find a new vehicle and I was looking for another like sedan or something. I was actually looking at a lot of Subarus, um, actually, you know, possibly like a, like a Forester or something, um, that had some decent mileage or, uh, like gas mileage on it. Just something that I could, cause I wasn't planning on buying a pickup, you know, I was planning on, and I treated my Kia like a truck sometimes. So I needed something that I could use for multiple purposes and then i was like oh if i get this i can get rid of the blazer and then i can use this to go car camping at you know the racetrack or whatever and uh was finding a few things here and there but most of them were like carmax and stuff like that i you know had heard some good things and bad things about just going through the whole process with them and um just randomly looked up and i was like i wonder what mcgeorge has because i was like i know they always have a ton of vehicles on their lot yeah. And went on their website and I found this beautiful 2008 Tacoma pre-runner TRD off-road package, the whole nine yards. Pretty much the Tacoma I would have picked if I had the option because I've always loved Tacomas growing up. Uh, my grandfather had a few of them. If I would have stayed in California, one of the, those was going to be my first car at 16. But we ended up moving out here and, you know, stories changed. So, yeah, I, 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 I've always loved the second gen Tacomas. Uh, didn't think that that was, you know, kind of feasible at the time. But I found one for a really good deal mm. considering what it was. Yeah, it yeah. should be noted that where we are in Richmond, Virginia, Tacomas don't depreciate. No, to any extent. They, I mean, that's kind of a, a standard thing. Like the Tacoma is one of the like best as far as retaining value over time vehicles. They just depreciate like not at all. It's like that and Subaru STIs. They just don't depreciate. Well, I feel like in a market like Southern California, where maybe there are a lot of them. Oh yeah. Maybe they're easier to come by at any rate. They but like around here. Away. Well, yeah. But around here, well, yeah, maybe maybe the rust plays into that. But around here in Richmond. They are hen's teeth valuable, you know, gold bullion, basically. Like, there are people right now selling... I saw a guy who actually sold on the... I think it was the RVA Toyota Trucks page. He sold a two-year-old TRD Pro Tacoma for, like, $65,000. Yep. I saw that as well. That's, for that's a, a $40,000 truck? Yeah. $45,50. Wow. But $65,000 yeah. for a used... Yeah, Tacoma. Yeah, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> People are paying it, man. There's, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the market shortages. right now, as I said again, is crazy. Yeah, but what you did, basically, what you've accomplished, is remarkable. Right, and it was right before the used car market craziness. Oh, too. smart, so, smart. And so, going back, like I've always loved Tacomas because I grew up on the West Coast. I grew up in Central California, where I watched 
my buddy's dads with their Tacomas and they would turn them into pre-runners. Essentially, they turned them. You, we always went to the dunes out in Pismo. We went out to the desert. Uh, we'd go down to Baja and, you know, we'd make a weekend of it. And so that was when my first love of Tacomas um, came around with the first gens. And then as I got older, I loved the second gens. And then the third gens are great. But, you know, for some reason, I just love the body style of this of the second gen. Plus, mechanically, uh, I feel like they're a bit better. Yeah, they're yeah. much more solid than the third. The third gens are not. They're, they're coasting on the reputation that the second gen built for reliability. They're not as good. I mean, I think they're as good, but they're certainly more complicated. They're more difficult to work on. The rear-wheel drive direct-injected 2GR has more problems than most of the other engines in Toyota. Wasn't that right isolated now. to just the Mexican-built ones, though? No offense. No, no, it was, it was not. It's it's a it's it wasn't. It's not as solid of a motor as that old and slow, but that four-liter it just it endures. Does the the one is the okay the one GR is that that motor is reliable in other vehicles though I feel. So I feel like the one two, GR is the four liter that's in my forerunner and his Tacoma. Oh, there is a two, the two GR, GR is the 3.5 that's in the Camry and, uh, and Highlander and everything else. They turn the it CNN. around and made it direct injection. And I think it's Miller cycle as well. Like it ha- it can do Miller cycle like the really? old Mazda millennia did. No, it can. Yeah. Really? What? I'm pretty sure. What? Um, it, it, well, okay. So fun fact, Steve, uh, Kilman? Kilman? Kilman. Oh, boy. Oh, man. We love you, Steve. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> you oh should cut Steve. We can't do it twice <laughs> in no, one can't. episode. Do you follow him on Instagram? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> With all three accounts. Thank you very much. Oh, no. Steve Kilman is swapping a 2GR into his MR2. That's the... No. That's he is swapping a 3MZ with 1MZ heads into his MR2. It is not 2GR. The reason he didn't go 2GR is because it's like three times the cost to do the swap. Are you sure? Yes. Because he pulled, I'm pretty sure it's an Avalon block with Sienna heads and intake manifolds, I think. So it's like three liter block, 3.3 heads and intake manifold, or it's the other way around. Yeah, his his MR2 is going to be dope. We're going to have him on the podcast at some point to talk about it. Yes, we should do that. I That was actually my thought while we were driving around was after this episode or or in a couple episodes or whatever, have him on in the week, like actually for real talk about it. Oh no! Are you calling, Steve? My goodness! Oh man, hold that microphone up. Oh, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, you know, recording a podcast, no big deal. Hey, what's the V6 motor that you got for your MR2? Uh, it's a one MZ. Damn it! <laughs> I fucking told you. One MZ. Didn't we talk? I thought you. We stood outside your garage and we talked about the GR for a minute. Oh, yeah. No, the 2GR is what I should have put in it. I just didn't. Okay. (laughs) All right. I I thought there was more to that (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, I should have held out and put a 2GR in it, but it was drive-by-wire and that scared me for a time. And I thought I would get something with a cable throttle. I mean, that's fair. It's a a 3MZ FE. Aluminum block, 3.3 liter. What 1MZ parts are on it, Steve? Uh, The 1MZ, um, it's really just the upper intake manifold and um, plenum and stuff uh, so that I can run the cable throttle. 
Got it. I thought it was like the heads or something, but I, I, I stand no, corrected. No, no, it's it's three MZ heads. It's three MZ all the way through. Essentially, heads block, long block, and then just the one MZ upper intake to run the cable throttle, and then one MZ electronics and ECU again for the cable throttle because no drive-by wire. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks for yep. calling me a liar. Sorry to sorry to tell the truth. What you <laughs> should say is that you just. Uh, you were convinced it was the engine I was putting the engine that I should have put in the car. Well, that's obviously what I was thinking of because I remember that like we were talking about the GR for a while when I went and saw it. So yeah, probably because yeah. it would have been a good a good option. I I was afraid that like drive by wire support for right hand drive chassis was not there. Oh, oh, that's I didn't fair. even and think so about that. I thought, well, I you know I already have cable throttle cable routed in mm. in this car already and i can just sort out where that needs to go to run a cable throttle on a 3mz so that initially and then i also thought hilariously that i was going to be on a budget with this car yeah so i was like well the mz is cheaper and parts for it or yeah the performance parts are cheaper and they're older and they're and now I'm too far down the rabbit hole with having entirely rebuilt this one and put like 30 hours into porting and polishing the cylinder heads that I'm not starting over with the 2GR as much as I should. None nope. of us blame you for that. Nope. Nope. Yep, what totally he said. Fair. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, enjoy your podcast. All right, man. Appreciate you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being a trooper, Steve. Erica, we're real sorry we called Steve at... Nine seventeen at <laughs> that's night. Not even, that's not even like adult time late. That's not even old people late. I'm not, not sorry, uh, uh, right. Erica. I'm sorry we called Steve at nine seventeen at night. <laughs> I'm teasing. Anyway, yeah, it kind of sounds sleepy. So yours is a fourth gen Tacoma. Second, no, there's only the second. There are only three. There are only three generations of Tacoma. Yeah, we are currently on number three. There are okay. many facelifts. But we're only oh, third okay, gen. I got you. Third gen started in 2015. Okay, so yeah. by third gen, you mean like 2018 and up? 15 and up. 15 and up. 15. Yeah. Okay, I understand now. What, what, I thought we were talking about the third facelift in like 97, oh no. 2000. What are the years for the second gen? Second gen is 2006 to, two, no, sorry, 2005 to 2014. Hmm, okay. All and right. then there's various phases in there. So there's like it's like 05 to 2009 or 11, depending on what part you're looking at. Because okay. then they do like this whole new facelift in 2012 as well. And then a lot of parts change on that. So, or depending on what you're looking at, it could be the same thing all the way up until 2021. So, your sorry, your your Tacoma is the is a two wheel drive variant. Yes, it's a pre runner. So yeah. it's a real wheel drive um, V six V six, but it's also got the TRD off road package. So it's got the extra leaf in the back. I believe they're stiffer Bilsteins mm-hmm. from the factory. Yes, um, and then different wheels. It should um, also have the even better four-pot front brakes. Yes. Because there were a couple different versions of the four-piston front calipers. Were those um, the ones that you wanted for your 4Runner? No, you... the, they might be the same. I'm not sure. The f- my 
I have my fourth gen forerunner. There are two different style of brake calipers. Yeah. There's a small SR5 brake caliper, yeah, yeah. and then That's the Sport and Limited got the larger. That's one. What I was. put the larger Limited brakes on mine. Gotcha. Um, it also has the electronic or your Tacoma mm-hmm. also yeah. has the electronic locking rear differential. Correct. Yeah, and that's dope. part of the TRD off-road package. So. Burnouts all day, please. Um, so yeah, and I mean, I love the two-wheel drive. It's and here in Virginia, our snow doesn't get that bad. Um, but God forbid anything does happen, I throw lock the rear diff, and it'll get me out of most of what we get in this area. Obviously, I'm not going to go rock crawling around Moab or anything ridiculous like that. But you know, here it'll it'll do me just fine. So, and I don't have to worry about all the extra bits and bobs. You that's know? why that's why and, I went for two wheel drive because it's just it's so much less to have to deal with. Because mm-hmm. I know I, all I see on like the Forerunner groups is people complaining about front CVs. Yep, and I'm just like. Well, what CV? <laughs> the thing about the Toyota four-wheel drive system on the Forerunner and the Tacoma is that if you don't use it like once a month, yeah, they say at least the every front, once a month. The front actuator seizes internally. Oh, the it, rear does too. Oh, the rear does too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you can't. It basically doesn't have four-wheel drive. So your your four-wheel drive truck is basically a two-wheel drive, anyways. Right. Unless you use it regularly. So with the five miles per gallon or whatever it is that you're saving. You're probably better off, anyways. I when I when we had the Tacoma for work when that was like my work truck, I would occasionally just put it in four low and just let it like <laughs> crawl up over something <laughs> in a, in a parking lot or whatever. Just like let it crawl up like a like a you know little hill or or something like that. Uh, very fun. And I did not know that. I did not know that if you don't use them regularly, that it's they the, that they just go bad. It's the motor that physically yeah. moves the yeah. the the selector. It'll just gum up. And if you you have to like let it move through its range every now and then, otherwise yeah, they that, just stuck. that's that's like kind of why I started doing that. It was like I like we never use this thing just sees highway miles. We never use four wheel drive ever. So every now and again, I just like I not once a month. Every now you know, three times a year probably I would do something like that. But uh, I think I've only like really wished I had four wheel drive twice, and both times were in Jack's driveway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, found it found it on their web on McGeorge's website. Was like, wow, that's um, a little too good to be true. So I called up there. The lady that I talked to confirmed it, and I was like, all right, well. And they, this was like on a Saturday right before they closed, and I was like, all right, well, I'll be up there tomorrow. And then overnight we got like fourteen inches of snow or something ridiculous. It was probably four, but that's may as well be fourteen right between. around here. And so I actually called them first thing in the morning. I was like, are you guys open? And the only person, and the guy answered the phone and he's like, no, I'm the the GM. I'm the only one here. All of my employees called out. I was like, so I can't come take a look at this truck. He's like, you can make an appointment for tomorrow. I was like, all right. So made an appointment. The lady called me first thing Monday morning and was like, hey, just so you know, you have this appointment. But if somebody comes in and wants it, first come, first serve. And I was like, no, I understand. Like, Completely un- uh, get it, you know, not not a problem. Nah. Um. So. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Hey, that's a for, dick. That's a dick move. Nah, dude. First one with the money gets it. Nah, bro. But he, cash talks, but bro. It, I get uh, it. It doesn't bother me. So, I get it. I'm in sales. So yeah, I uh, I run up there after work. Um, I actually leave work about an hour early. Run up there, and she's still sitting there in the lot. And so I walk up and I ask for this specific lady because she I made an appointment with her. Um, she's like, yeah, you're uh, you're in luck. Somebody was in here earlier. And didn't qualify. 
for a was lot. Was this at Ooh. the used car lot? Car, used car lot, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I was like, uh, can I take it for a test drive? And she's like, well, yeah, absolutely. So she pulls it up. It's nice and toasty for me. She does it during COVID times. So she, you know, lets me uh, take the test drive by myself. And uh, I figured what better time than the day after we have a ton of snow. The sun's already going down. It's getting a little slippery out there. So uh, drive it down Broad Street, jump on 64, and just floor the thing. And uh, just to see what, 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 what I could get out of that V6. No issues the, the other an- than... The answer is... Some. some, some. I got some. Some. I got some I was, out of there. I was sitting here trying to recall what was it like driving that Tacoma. Was it? It's not fast. No. no. Uh, what is it? Live. It's, it is. It's some. Ad, it is adequate. It is some. I fell in love with it right away. The only issue that I saw with it was, as soon as I got on the highway, the rear, the rear driver side tire went completely flat. I was like, so oh. sweet. So, um, or no, sorry. It was as I got off of the the highway, but I pulled in right there at the at a wawa filled up the air and went back and i told her she was like how did you like it and i was like it was great and you know it was fine it was, you know it's, it's a truck you know as i wasn't expecting it to be you know a sports car but uh i told her about that and so in uh, we went through the paperwork process you know i already had my loan worked out with the bank and everything like that and you came um, prepared yeah oh yeah i went in knowing i was getting ready to buy something my man's comes correct <laughs> or i had been looking obviously he for day <laughs> Oh, Depends no. on which family member oh, you ask. Mild reasons. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I known I was, I was needing a vehicle, so I already got that all worked out. And luckily, this one came in under, even with all the extra fees and crap that goes on to it that I always forget to take into account. But you know, whatever. But uh, but yeah, I, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't walk away with it that day because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna take a look at that for you," and they ended up replacing the tire because there was something in it. So I was like, "Great!" But next day, right after work. Drove home, uh, had my roommate Charles actually drive me up there. Charles drove me up there. I walked in, grabbed my keys, and walked out with my truck. So, and it was a, it's an 09? Oh, oh, eight. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. It had 106,000 miles on it, and I got it for 15. That's not bad. It's yeah. not uh, bad at all. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Hurt man your got a deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I got it for a really good deal. Um, and and it was, most of it was because they had. A lot of the information, it looked like they had copy and pasted from another one, from like a third gen, because it said like backup camera and touchscreen. And I was like, this has none of that. (laughs) Had the nice uh, amber glowing, you know, standard CD player, you know, from 08. Yeah, buddy. Mine is the same. It's all orange in there. Luckily, mine isn't anymore. It's so Um, nice. talked to them and they they were like oh yeah that was probably from this that and the other and i was like well i'm sure that went into a that factored into the price and they're like i don't know about that but i was like i think it did and so (laughs) we worked something out (laughs) so so i got the truck for 15 and then they were they asked me they're like and i i went in weighing or I, i weighed my pros and cons you know i wasn't about to get you know bamboozled or anything but they were talking about hey we've got this warranty that we have you know for this this and this and at first i wasn't going to do it and then they explained everything that went into it and i was like oh okay actually that makes logical sense like this makes financially this makes sense to me at this point on one of the most reliable vehicles ever constructed i know uh, but i I mean okay but if it came if it came from mcgeorge which is like largely a toyota dealership it's only a toyota dealership well except for the used car all right so i've been wanting to say this whole time like 
the McGeorge used lot is it's one whatever. Of, what do you mean? Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's, anything, it's yeah. all of the vehicles, but it's one of the biggest in Richmond. It's used lots. Besides, yeah, yeah. B- besides like Carmax. Oh yeah, and sure. maybe Hyman Brothers. They have more vehicles than like say the Haley. I will say that they their lot isn't physically huge, so their inventory isn't that big, but they turn over very quickly. Right. There's there is always something there that is like the the range the price range is accommodating to everybody. True. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was I mean when I was looking on their website there were there were like sedans on there for like five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. think my dad got his his Lexus there for under six. We looked at a fit there for four thousand. Yeah. Um it was like the base model, but I mean you know, for a fit yeah. that goes for like eight thousand dollars normally, you know they they have great deals. Yeah. So what was the warranty then? So was the it... warranty it was a two year extended warranty um, from Toyota. So on anything except for consumables, obviously, and then it was a six month, six thousand mile warranty from McGeorge on the motor, the transmission, and it was one other thing. Rear end. Probably the rear and end. yeah, it might have been the rear end or something. Um, and it was for like it was like twenty five hundred bucks. So again, weighed my pros and cons. I actually I had them give me the paperwork that I would have signed and read through the entire thing. Hmm. Read through the whole thing. I was like twenty five hundred bucks. I was like that's still within my my loan. I was like whatever. And uh, just for that extra peace of mind, I guess. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. You know, just like you said, peace of mind. That's why I went for it. I was like, this isn't going to, most of these things aren't going to go out on, especially for this being uh, 106,000 miles, but let's just do it anyways. Considering Um, how cheap the vehicle was. Yeah. That almost makes up the difference. Right. Exactly. And I didn't feel like I I was getting like, like I was like, oh, paying out the nose for something. Yeah. You know, it was still 17.5. So I go through all that next day, come back, pick up the truck. About a month and a half later, maybe two months later, I get a call from the finance guy. His name is Tom, but his name's definitely not Tom. <laughs> He's got, Hello, this is Thomas from no, 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 Toyota. No, no, no it's better than that. Dude's got like the thickest Russian accent <laughs> in the world. Like I've never, you've seen Drago in these movies and whatnot. Hello, never, sir. My yeah. name is Tom. Exactly. No, straight up. It's the, how you say you uh, buy you uh, buy you buy uh, Takuma. <laughs> so yeah, so the lady, I believe her name was Kathy, was who I worked with, and she she walked me over there. And she's like, "This is Tom. He's gonna take care of you." I was like, "Oh, hey, Tom, nice to meet you." He's like, "So I'm here to help you get your vehicle," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> uh, great guy. If you ever listen to the podcast, he's a fantastic guy. I will definitely go back and work at that with that with McGeorge again if, as long as he's there. But uh, he calls me back, and he's like, hey, just so you know, um, we sold you this uh, warranty on a vehicle that we shouldn't have sold you this warranty on. And I was like, excuse me? And they're like, yeah, anything over 100,000 miles, we're not supposed to do that. It's like, oh, okay. He goes, but we just put that money towards your loan. So if you go check on your loan right now. And I was like, okay, keep talking. And I'm like literally actively looking it up on (laughs) the app while he's talking. And there's a payment for $2,500. Paid towards the principal on wow. on the on That's the loan. And I was like, okay. Thanks, bro. <laughs> nice. So he was like, I'm really sorry, you know. And I was like, no, it's okay. I understand. It makes sense. I'm not here to like Your Tacoma is our Tacoma. <laughs> Comrade. <laughs> so uh but that was pretty dope. But uh yeah. but yeah. So essentially a two thousand eight for fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand dollars. 
so it was gonna it was gonna be seventeen five. It was listed at fifteen at you know, or we talked it down to fifteen after I was like, you listed it as pretty much like a third gen. Mm. So um, I was gonna put that on top of it. This it was is a, why was, you pay your option. online salespeople a little bit better to pay attention. Yes. Oh yeah. Once I went back because I like I like showed them to uh, showed them the ad on my phone when we were there and they're like, oh, that's not this truck. I was like, sure ain't. Not. <laughs> Trust me, it's not. That's never worked in my favor. I just want to say I went to look at a Pontiac Vibe one time that was listed with the Vibe GT specs. Like oh. Power door locks, two two ZZ, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Let's say power door locks are on the normal one, but the two not ZZ this one definitely ain't. Not this one. Yeah, so we went to look at it and it had like the manual locks, manual windows, and just the automatic not transmission, two ZZ. one ZZ engine. And I was like, hold up, you listed this for this price for the GT, and that's the car that I want. And they were like, well, we don't have a Vibe GT on the lot. Nobody does. And I was like, well, then I want this base model Pontiac vibe that you have for half the cost of what you've listed it as because you've listed it for a GT price. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's not how it works. Should be. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. is it? That is exactly how that works. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should be. <laughs> it does. It, well, has, it has 50 less horsepower. You rerun those two numbers. fewer gears and one fewer pedal. No, you just work in sales for your entire life. I don't know. Ugh. I'm just an aggressive human being. So what have you done to the truck since you brought it home? Uh, not as much as I wanted to. Because my garage is full of boxes. Is it? No. no. Yeah, full of Miata boxes. I was uh, real uh, excited. I was like, what did you do? No, no. no there, there, the, there are there are a couple of boxes. One of those, the big box out in the garage, that is uh, Fender Flares for the four-door uh, Blazer. Oh. That they don't, that no company makes anymore. I did not know that, actually. Uh, so, is that um, the, the, the big the red big box? jungle Fender Flare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... I guess I would say major things that I've done to it, which aren't major at this point, but I just put in a new head unit because I was tired of looking at that glow and I wanted to be able to GPS my way to work without staring at my phone. It does have CarPlay. So I just got the new Pioneer, or I mean, it came out like last year or two years ago, but it's uh, it's the AVH 4500NEX. I definitely know what those numbers mean. Yeah. (laughs) Does it have a physical volume knob? It has the buttons, volume buttons, mm. but it is wireless CarPlay. It's oh. better. It's better than literally any Toyota knob ever. It's true. The factory. Okay. Holy Corey and I are in cow. strong agreement on this. With even with my Toyota fanboy yeah. status, yeah. Toyota does not know how to make a volume knob rheostat to save their. I life. I agree with you. Oh yes, but 100%. you can learn to turn that shit slowly. You can. can. You no a better it, extent than you can touch a screen. That was the other thing with oh, mine. Okay, I'll, I, I will say, take it over a touchscreen. Yeah. But in in uh, Shannon's pre-runner, you literally can't turn the knob slowly enough. You have to use the the buttons the on the wheel. steering wheel. Oh, really? Or or well, it, that sounds like a problem. I mean, that sounds like something that needs to be fixed. Yeah, because they can't make a, a potentiometer. No, yeah. it's the, so bad. The one on my Forerunner is significantly better than the one on my Matrix, but the one on my Matrix was like borderline unusable i kind of actually like the way that you can just like slap your hand across the volume knob and spin it to two not even dude like it's hard it's physically difficult to turn like there's a lot of resistance but you turn it like four degrees and it goes up like 87 percent volume (laughs) in for no reason in shannon's it's 
we call it the RNG knob. It's just like random. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. RNG stands for random number generator. Right, right, right. Oh, wow. Okay. We have a knob weave over here. Because the thing, because it, it's a digital volume, like yeah. it gives you an actual number thing. But as you turn it, it'll be like 12, 25, 14, 18, 17. It's like it, 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 turning it in one direction, it goes up and down. So I'm yeah. saying you physically cannot use the knob. You have to the use one the one in button. my Forerunner does not do that. Nissan right. has a current problem with their $3,500 Altima head units where they do the same thing. You turn the knob like one tick and it'll go up five and then the next tick will come down two and then you turn it one more tick and it goes up 10, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. You that's have to learn the pattern. Well, it's not even a <laughs> pattern, is, really. This it's is just, technology that's been around since the mid-1800s. But, How can they not figure this out? Well, all it is is dirt in the... Uh, uh, Contacts, sure. the uh, brushes, sure, in the the switch. Yeah. So all you no gotta excuses. do is well, we were replacing them, the radios, for a long time, but it turns out they came out with a bulletin where they were just like, just spray some air in there. But it, it should be sealed. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't like, be a yeah. Thing. They've got a little yeah. felt ring that goes over. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Stares in discontent. Like I. I <laughs> so. This is not related to radio rheostats, I'm sorry to say. Mm. My brother in law hopes and dreams. My brother in law lives in Tucson, Arizona, and he recently bought a first gen Rav four. Sandra's, Sandra's brother. Sandra's brother. Not not Nikki's husband. Correct. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sandra's <laughs> brother just bought a first gen Rav four. Oh and really? he just sent me a bu- he's going oh, on a road trip God. in it. He just sent me a bunch of pictures of it in the desert, and it is oh, so no. dope. I'm so happy for him. It's such a great vehicle for what he's doing with it. It's it's great. Oh, it's like gosh. pictures of him parked in the desert next to giant rock formations. That's the oh I, I don't I was gonna say that's the famous one, but there's a lot of those. I'm I'm so stoked about it. That's awesome. Is he driving it here? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> So Z, yes sir. What else have you done to your Tacoma besides uh, the head unit? Yeah, so nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, and just to 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 go back to the the tangent that we had, uh, that is one of the reasons why I finally bit the bullet is because I couldn't change the volume, and I don't have <laughs> I don't have steering wheel controls on on mine. So, um, but uh, got that. Um, everything else is kind of minor. I replaced a lot of broken tabs here and there. I did the uh, gas hood struts because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm vertically challenged, and, and that hood is heavy. It's actually. it's heavy and it, it's tall when you're standing in front of it, especially in this driveway because where you park is kind of elevated up from the walkway. So if I was standing in front of the vehicle, I would be standing on the walkway. So there's an extra couple of inches that I would need there, and you know, the the gas hood struts help with that. Um, I've got. Bed stiffeners in the back, which are uh, a lot of guys with the Tacomas recommend, um, not just for going off road, just for daily driving, because the bed is composite. It's like a fiberglass bed, essentially, all one piece. So the longer you drive the truck, even during day to day driving, the the bed te- the bed tends to twist on you. So, um, so these, what is a bed stiffener? It's essentially just giant L brackets that are made specifically for the, the truck and they go up the side, like towards the tailgate 
uh, but on the bed itself still. Um, it goes from the top of the, the bed rail all the way down to the bottom and then connects with the two factory bed bolts. Um, and then you it keeps everything square for huh. you. So, so I've got that. And then I got a couple other things that I need to do to it. Um, I've got the backup camera for the the for the the new head unit um i do have a bit of a, a horn issue so instead of just replacing it with factories i got some hellas um, hell yeah that i'm gonna put it front i'm gonna i'm gonna center them because i'm on a waiting list from a guy on tacoma world which is like the go-to forum for the tacomas um guy makes custom satoshi grills specifically for the second and third gens and but they're not they're not like the ones that you're that that most guys would look at from the the first gens i don't know you gave me a look okay well i don't you said satoshi grill like i'm supposed to know what that means oh okay so it's the it's the wire mesh grill that you cut out the center supports or not the supports but the center grill and you've got like a nice clean wire mesh the first gen guys would do it for like actual airflow and stuff like that when they had like their lowered so it's just like the middle brackets and stuff yeah all the plastic is cut out okay and then they they put in like a a wire like usually it's like a wire mesh um this guy does a little bit what he calls like an elevated version it's um it's like he has like i forget what it's like m1 pattern it's steel it's like a piece of stamped steel yeah and it's got like everything's perfectly spaced out and and you can pick different versions and different so he does the middle and then the two little triangles on the grill and then he'll also the thing that i hate about this truck is that it's a chrome grill and he'll color match any tacoma color so this is also um, very common on forerunners yeah it's the whole same thing so he does them i think he actually i know he does it for tundras and he might actually do it on on forerunners as well probably sequoias too but yeah i've I've got that so once i have that and the hell is in there it'll look nice and nice and dope but yeah the next thing i want to do to it really bad is just a minor lift um, especially mostly a leveling lift, but yeah. I'll do, I'll do maybe an inch in the back too. Just, I hate that lean up front mm-hmm. and then just to get, get a little bit more beef, uh, beefier tire on there. Right yeah. now I've got 31s. They're like, they're like a size up from stock, um, on there. They're um, probably 30 and a halfs. They might be. I, I feel like I remember check. that was the biggest you could run on a stock Tacoma. Oh, really? Is yeah, it where I you go? So. Like, you go down a size in width, and then like up two sizes in aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're 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 a little bit bigger than stock. Um, I I looked at it not too long ago, but yeah, yeah you might you might be right. It might be thirty and a half. Um, but I know if I could do another two to two and a half up front, then I can get up to thirty threes. Which I yeah. don't know if I want to go that big right away, especially with stock wheels, because um, I'm not trying to change those out just yet. But you could do like a one inch spacer or, or even a two inch spacer. So uh, if you do the Pro Comp leveling lift, that's three inches in the front and one inch in the rear, right? And that will allow you to run thirty threes with a two inch spacer, two inch bolt on spacer. Okay. We did that a lot at four wheel parts and it, it looks very good. It, it's especially on the factory wheels. I will say I don't care much for the aftermarket wheels that we had for the Tacomas. I, I think the pre runner wheels look really good. Yeah. I, I actually like them. I mean, if I, until I decide to invest in aftermarket wheels, which I already know which ones I want, which is kind of bad. Um, <laughs> But um, I might just get them repainted, like a like or powder coated black, um, like okay. a matte black, just to kind of offset it. Because right now the way with the wheels being silver and the the paint being silver as well, yeah, they're not the same shade, but they're just enough off that it like it messes with my OCD. <laughs> 
So like I'd rather them either be exactly the same or completely different kind of a thing. So and the, the break dust that shows up on the list. Yeah, that too. That to too. Um, but yeah, either that or um, I actually know a guy that has a Tacoma, a second gen Tacoma, and he's interested in those. He's like, if you ever get rid of them, let me know. Um, so if I could, f- I might go just do like the black TRD wheels. Is that um, what wheels well. you want? Those uh, not TRD not right away. Hard to go wrong with. They look right. Really I good, think they yeah. look great too um, for factory wheels. But um, no, what I actually want are method race wheels. Ugh. I I really I really like method racing wheels. Yeah, I love pretty much every wheel they have, but yeah. specifically I want the seven oh ones. If anybody out there wants to look them up, um, but yeah, they just they look fantastic on pretty much any truck. I agree. Yeah. Somebody in here wants to look them up. <laughs> I was gonna say what, what wheels do you have do you, the five spokes now, or are, are they split spoke? Do they look like they have they're, V's on the end? Yeah, they're they're okay. split. I was gonna say what what wheels do you want, and why are they Volk two hundred seven or uh, TE thirty seven? <laughs> oh yeah, they, there is an off road TE thirty seven. They do make one. Yeah, yeah they do. They're they're like thirty five hundred dollars a wheel or something like that. Seven hundred one. Seven hundred ones. Yeah, method seven hundred ones. Oh, I definitely. The method racing wheel is really understated uh oh, not enough oh that's really nice yeah. yeah they're very they're um yeah, that's good they're most popular as like a sparco uh like like on on subaru like outback outbacks yeah I like, like this as like a Sparco race. Oh, that's a brand new blue. They just came out oh, with it a couple months so ago. Good. It's fantastic. Have you seen it's this? very subtle. So. It almost looks like gray, but it's blue. But they're they're very much like a Sparco rally wheel knockoff. Oh, that is nice. Wow. Okay. They're not outrageously expensive either. No, they're like very reasonable. Yeah, priced. yeah. That's that's one of the best things about Method Racing wheels. I think I think when I looked them up, I looked them up actually the other day, kind of in preparation for this, um, for the. Size and bolt pattern and everything like that. They're three forty a, t- a wheel for my truck. If I went up to seventeen by nine, and that would be with obviously a lift. Uh, yeah. You know, because I mean these are sixteen by eight. Yeah, sixteen by eight. The stock wheels. Mm-hmm. So I'd go up to seventeen by nine. Put some t- you know put some meat on the on there. But I just love the way they look. I've seen them on a few different ones. Um, obviously different different styles. But there's something about meth. They just do it right. You know, it's, it's not like it's not like fuel. Yeah. Or any of those other off-road brands where they try to like, yeah, they get like the fake beadlock look to it. Right, them. right. Well, uh, I will say that Method Method Racing does have a lot of fake beadlock wheels. But well, they do have some. Re- they have some legit beadlock as well. Yes, they do. Um, and the one thing that I love about the the 701s is they actually have their bead grip technology on them. So it's without beadlock. Um, it's got like ridges on the inside yeah. that grip the tire. Nice. So is that it if ribbed you for her pleasure, it is ribbed for his pleasure. You put it on inside I mean, out. Hey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can air them down. Like like obviously, like I said, I grew up on the West Coast. So what I eventually would love to do this to to this truck is make it an actual pre runner with a long travel kit and wide fenders and everything like that. But and they look like rally wheels too. Like yeah. they look like a wheel that would go on a rally car. Well they do a lot they do a lot of rally and like side by side like uh like can ams. They do a lot of those too. You've also um you've also done head and tail lights. Oh yes, I did. I uh I completely forgot about that. Thank you, Corey. Um, yeah, so when I got it, the 
headlights, or I didn't realize it when I bought it, but the driver's side headlight fogged up real bad after a nice drizzle. So I was looking around and I was getting, I was thinking about possibly just getting factory replacements. Um, and then I was th- looking at, I was like, well, do they make an LED version that looks like that? You know, maybe something with less chrome just to, I'm not a huge chrome fan on trucks and was looking around, looking around and I ended up finding ones that they're for the second gen, obviously, but they kind of made them look like the third gen stock lights. They've got the LED light bar, the running light on them, front and back. But yeah, I, they're just something different. They've got built-in LEDs. So I, the only actual physical light bulb in there is the turn signal up front and up and in the back. So those are the only ones I'll ever have to replace. Huh. Um, Didn't unless they... they like burn out, obviously. But yeah. Didn't they like not work or something like that? We had some problem. So the, I believe that was the rear and it was, it, they, <laughs> for them being LED lights, the LED, the harness that came with it doesn't accept LED light bulbs in the turn signal slot. Oh, like it doesn't have the built-in resistors. Yeah. yeah so I had to swap it back uh, out to oh. like your standard halogen yeah, bulb. That's right. So, that's right. Um, which whatever, you know, it's, they're just turn signals. So it's not like they're always on, but yeah, yeah they, I mean, I like the way they look. They're not like super out there like oh these are aftermarket you know i mean they obviously they are but they're not crazy like some of the other ones they don't have like the the halo rings all around it and stuff like that so it's not early 2000s hids right right that was the first that was the last thing i wanted because i found some out there and i was like i was like some i was like (laughs) i do not want these to be fast and furious yeah racer kid on a truck (laughs) <laughs> so back when I had my speaking of Fast and the Furious slash Alteza style taillights, when I had my Matrix, my year Matrix was a facelift and they went to a really ugly Alteza chromey style taillight. It's so bad. It's really bad. So I went on the Facebook groups and I found somebody selling a used set of early model red taillights and he shipped them to me in a box which were an aftermarket it was a box for aftermarket lights that looked that toyota ended up modeling the later model chrome lights after it was literally fast and the furious branded alteza style chrome taillights that look exactly like the 05 yes so he did zero research is what you're saying yeah Yes, but he so that's what like, he upgraded to, and he sold you the he sent you the stock ones back. Yeah, in the box which is what I wanted. I want the I wanted the old ones. That's really awesome. I'm so happy for you, dude. Yeah, Toyota I'm, truck, I love it. Two wheel drive Toyota truck, pal. Yeah, you guys are gonna be uh, probably gonna be using your uh, your garage and your your elbow grease here in the next couple dope weeks or months. We're gonna or... do some uh, fluid film on it before the winter. Yeah, I want to do fluid film before the winter, and I'll probably have the the leveling leveling kit by then. So, and apparently, it's really easy on that truck. It's uh, it's not like very terrible. Easy. Yeah, it's very so. easy. You like let the, a, you disconnect the front sway bar and let the front suspension sag down as far as it'll go, and you slide the spacer between the yeah. strut and the. No. And the there's two different ones that I'm looking at right now. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and look at the Pro Comp one. I did look at it for a little while, and then for some reason I don't remember. Maybe it just didn't stay in my realm of thought, um, or there was a re- maybe it was because it was three inches and not two. I don't know, whatever. Um, but the other two that I was looking at, one was the Eibach. Um, set which is just two and a half up front and one in the rear and then you could do an extra one if you do blocks but I don't want to do blocks Um, what does that change out 
in the rear? Is that different leaf springs, or is that just like a spacer between the leaf spring and the axle? It's a spacer. Yeah, it's just a spacer. Um, and I'm trying to remember for the Tacoma. Um, some of some of the leveling kits came with like a e-brake cable spacer. I don't think the Tacomas did, so I'm pretty sure the Tacomas just had the shim, the leaf shim. Yeah. And then the shock and stabilizer bar spacers in the front. But the thing that you got to remember is that when you get to the Pro Comp kit, which the Pro Comp kit when I was when we were selling them was the cheapest kit that you could get. Mm-hmm. But you were your alignment was basically destined to be some degree of positive camber. Right. Most people are okay with that. You know, it's it's not it's like positive point two degrees or whatever. So it's not. Nothing crazy. significant. Yeah. But that's just something that you got to know. Time to start maybe thinking about adjustable upper control arms. Well, that sure. was That was another thing that I was looking at as well. What was the other kit? Oh, it was a Bilstein uh, lift kit. Lift oh, yeah. kit. And it was, <clears throat> I believe I found, there was one, I think it's called Yoda Mafia is the website, and they do a lot of parts for Toyotas, obviously. It was the whole kit it was the front the strut strut and yeah. and strut and um well the bilstein kit is just a, an, a a different strut so with the bilstein kit you get a strut that has um a, a collar that fits on the spring perch it's about the 5100s sure yeah yeah it has, I don't it's know. The it has three, three but you just you, you move the, the ring up, up yeah. based on whatever level of of leveling you want so then you would still need like a shim for the rear leaf but like for the front kit it's just the strut right like spacing but the the um like the the setup that i found was the front the whole front section and they you can act they actually build it out for you so like Mm -hmm. that you don't have to worry about compressing springs and everything like that oh okay uh, a quick strut yeah they assemble it for you nice with new top hats and everything because a lot of those kits that i found you reuse you know some of the parts yeah so this it comes fully assembled you literally just drop out and replace and then the rear comes with uh an extra leaf um that actually for the trd pro it's like thicker it's thicker than the leaves on the truck now so you swap out the extra leaf that they put on the trd off-road one to stiffen up the rear suspension Mm -hmm. and you replace it with this icon add a leaf oh so um, and that's what gives you that little bit extra. So everything's leveled out. So it's, you do get a lift out of the whole thing, but it, it levels the whole truck. Interesting. Yeah. Icon is usually a, a pretty expensive. Oh yeah. Piece. No, I found some of their full lifts yeah. and they're, yeah, yeah they, I might as well like, go full on yeah. dirt King. You I, know. Icon makes some really, really nice, like actual desert runner longs travel. Oh yeah. Their stuff is control arm great. I mean, it looks, but it's, you're talking like eight, $9,000 yeah. for, there was a cheap one that I found. Kit. It was a, it was a three inch lift, but it was the full suspension kit with, Brand new leaf pack and everything mm. like that. It was like thirty five hundred bucks. Wow! And that was their cheap version. Yeah. How how high can you go before you start needing to look at extended brake lines and stuff like that? All the way to the moon, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from what I've read, anything over three inches, uh, unless you start getting in, because like with some of like the long travel kits, like the call of pro, like the pre runners and stuff, have a lot of those. You'd actually only get about two inches. Some of them are only like two or three inches lifted, but it's but the, the overall it's travel. The travel. Yeah, yeah. Then those you definitely want to get, you know, stainless steel braided, you know, 
and you need to do the math to get those yeah. unless you built buy like a built out kit from like a Dirt King Fabrications, which I've already looked at and priced out. Um, and that's you know another fifteen grand. Uh, <laughs> that includes the fenders and the wheels and tires because okay. you'd need to replace the whole front and rear fenders to clear all the wheels and everything. But, um, but yeah, that's like full setup, but yeah, um, they, you know, once you start looking at that and then with the, um, the geometry of how everything sits, which a lot of those kits, they factor in and they, which is nice and they actually make everything sit nice and square. And then the one thing I really like about like the dirt King is their lower control arms. They have a, a bush or a shim that you can put in there and it locks your alignment in place. I've seen. So those. if you go mm-hmm. off roading, it's not going to, cause literally with your standard Tacoma, with those eccentric bolts. Yeah. If I yeah. go, if I go, if I try to go off roading for five minutes, my entire alignment's going to be off. It might not be off by a lot, but it's all going to be off with these off-road kits, you know, especially ones that are built for like race trucks. The, a lot of them, they have those locking, um, shim in there that'll keep or it's even like wrong. a, it's a, it's, it reinforces those tabs that, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. Yeah. locate it so they don't bend. So what we had found when we were doing leveling kits on any Toyotas, we, we would basically by default have to sell them new eccentric bolts. They but, seize up like crazy. Yeah, they do. But when we were doing um, the six-inch six inch lift kits, the drop subframe, the, um, the like stop for where the eccentric bolt would like ride against would just break off. Yeah, the little, the little like folded piece of metal. Well, it wasn't folded. It was just like a welded like quarter-inch square it's a little tab. steel tab. They call yeah. them taco tabs. Well, I don't, I don't know, yeah. but they would break off on the pro comp kits pretty regularly. So we would have to run like a bead against those. So what we had found was that past like three inches of lift on basically any truck, you would need some form of aftermarket brake line. If you needed, even if you just needed to like bend the factory hard line down like an inch, um, just to get that extra one inch of travel or whatever. You're always searching for that extra inch. Always. Oof. <laughs> but the t- Tundra long travel kit is only three inches of lift but it's like an additional eight inches of swing crap so that's the pro comp kit and that's only like three grand so i don't know if that was the kit that we had just started selling when i quit four wheel parts so i don't know if the tacoma has one now or not but i don't know that that was so cool to me because it was like the the track was widened by like 10 inches total Mm -hmm. in the front it was just wild to see I never got to install one. I really wanted to. And that's the other thing is like, like I said, I, I grew up out West. So I saw these pre runners growing yeah. up and used to go out to the desert and, or the dunes and everything like that. And the, but the other thing is like, unfortunately there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of reason to have one out here. There's yeah. not a lot of places to do it, but like, that's one of the reasons why once I get this paid off and I can start throwing money at it and have a daily driver that I don't have to worry about, you know, even if it's like a, you know, Honda Civic or whatever, just something reliable that Kia, I can. Kia Optimas are great. <laughs> yeah, Kia Optimas apparently. Um, <clears throat> I start throwing money at it. Is that that's that's what I want to do? I want to I want to build a pre runner because I don't see many of them around here, yeah. if any. Which it pissed me off. Actually, not too long ago, about a, about a month ago, I was at the stoplight right by the house, and in the left turn lane, there was a second gen Silver Streak Mica 
Tacoma with the full long travel kit, widened fenders. And I was like, where are you from <laughs> and where are you going? Uh-huh. Like, if I didn't have to pee where so bad, from? <laughs> if I didn't have to pee so bad, I would have like cut in behind somebody <laughs> else and like, hey, hey, yeah. let me look at me. Let me look at your truck. If I'm bad for cotton, I do. <laughs> I was at Dunkin Donuts this morning. And I pulled up and parked, and as I was about to, I picked up my coffee, and as, as, as I was about to leave, a guy pulled in with a black 4th Gen 4Runner with full King remote reservoir <sighs> suspension on it. I was like, oh, yes, please. Sweet Jesus. More <laughs> money than sense. I mean, it looked, it looked really rad. Although, like, realistically, you might need King shocks. Arguably, you could need King shocks. To drive around in downtown Richmond. Oh, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Well, yes, I would say King Shocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think even if I don't ever go like full long travel, like pre runner, whatever, just King Shocks in general, they they do an amazing job for especially Toyotas. But I mean, in general, like Ibach has, has amazing, kids now that are yeah. that are rivaling that now too. Yeah. Really, very cool stuff. They don't have anything for my truck yet. Really. Oh, just the uh, just that leveling kit for so for for now. So when are you supercharging your? Truck? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do. That. Don't. <laughs> Why? So supercharging a one gr is really cool. Yeah, for it about is about twenty thousand miles. I thought it was sixty. Uh, depends on how crazy you are with it. Mm. If it was but 60, they I'd... they they do not like boost. They just don't. The UZ takes it better. That's fair. The one GR, it it leave it alone, let it be reliable, it's fine. So any supercharger, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. Yeah. I've seen it on quite a few yeah. online, and uh, I think it's the the go to is the uh, underground racing development. No, the one that I always see is the uh, what? What did you guys put, just put it? The Magnuson. Magnuson. Magnuson doesn't make a kit anymore for the non-VVT 1GRs. Oh. Yeah. I've Not that I've seen, seen right. Underground them. Racing does. Okay. I've seen quite a few of them, though. Uh, maybe this is, I mean, it is 2021 and yeah. we're on the third gen, so maybe they stopped making it. Um, but a lot of them, they would do that with the, the, with the HP Tuner um, kit. They do it for like... Like or they would just take it to the fifth gen forerunners, where it's like the the current generation mm-hmm. of the the one gr. They make Magnusons for that, okay, but not for ours, unfortunately. Yeah, I've I've seen it. Yeah, they probably. I mean, they just might not do it anymore. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm it, sure they did. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's we're in 2021, and they stopped making my second gen in 2014, so it makes sense. We're almost you know seven years. I had a couple of small things that I I did recently and am about to do on the Forerunner. Oh yeah. So I put airlift rear airbags on there which are manually actuated via a tire style Schrader valve that I put through the rear bumper cover right next to the latch for the rear hatch door. So it's like invisible from the outside but you open the rear hatch and it's you can kind of see it. I think we talked about these last time. I don't think we, we did. talked about them. Yeah, yeah, we talked about these bags in general because I was unaware that they existed. Yeah, uh, but now um, you have them, which is I awesome. Do. It's uh, you. It's like minimum inflation. You just ride around 
with them at five psi, and even at that, I can tell a difference in in how how bouncy the rear is. Maximum is thirty five psi. I haven't towed with them yet, but I'm very excited to. I think they're going to make a huge difference. I'm surprised you haven't just like gotten the trailer out and driven it around or something like it's that. It's not easy to well, do. <laughs> Um, soon you need to very like buy a bobcat or something like that. So you yeah. can move this stuff around in your mud pit very soon. That will be happening. But yeah, it, it was a pretty straightforward install. I did it in like three hours in the dark in my driveway. Not too bad. So ideal conditions. Yeah, yeah. it was great. I had my, I had my Jackery out there with two, cause my, both of my rechargeable light sources were dead. So I just had them attached to the Jackery and had them like move them around as I needed to Worked fine. I didn't, all you have to do is cut you, you drop the rear axle down, disconnect the sway bar and the shocks, drop the axle down, pull the springs out, cut the bump stops that are built into the top spring seat. Because they're like five inch long cones. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. You cut like basically all of it off and just like shove the spring down in or the the airbag down into the spring and run your airlines and you're good to go. Super easy. Pretty cool. Yep. The, Um, the forerunner, if you want to do like a a four inch lift on the, on the forerunners and the Tacomas, you replace that huge ass cone. With a taller, huge-ass cone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like the real bump stop, because it has other bump mm-hmm. stops yep. like bolted to the outside of the frame. Yep. I don't really understand, but whatever. I also ordered... I, I had previously purchased a the, the now forum-famous $100 Napa 8-foot awning oh, yeah. for the roof rack. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing is sweet. It every is, every is, other day, somebody else is p- posting on Facebook like, "Oh my so god, good. did you see this?" And I'm like, "It's yeah, genuinely great times. for a hundred bucks. You can't beat it. It's great." But the hardware, like the mounting hardware that comes with it, is very basic, and I didn't really like how I had it set up before, and I didn't want to feel like drilling holes in my crossbars. So I ordered some Gzilla. Is the seller on on the internet? I hate it so much. I know. <laughs> it's uh, he makes brackets that fit into the the sliders for where the factory cross rails go on the factory roof rack. Yeah. So I ordered a three pack, and it cost five dollars more than the awning did to get these brackets. <laughs> to get what? these brackets. Wait. So you paid a hundred and five dollars for brackets to hold your hundred dollar awning to your truck? Definitely not. Yes. <laughs> That sounds like some stupid shit I'd do. <laughs> They're really nice brackets. That's some real white people stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, seriously, the ones that it came with, like, they stick out really far. And, like, you, it, I'm, so I saw them. I saw them. They this were hokey. This is not a $100 awning hokey. anymore. I mean, this is not a budget awning anymore. I mean, I mean an AR, and the equivalent ARB is $350. And like you spent a hundred dollars on the Napa plus a hundred and five on the brackets, which I would have needed for an ARB anyway. Would you have though? Yes. Would you have though? Probably. Would you have though? I'm fairly confident. most likely. Yeah. The, the mounting yeah. is not great. Most um, of those come with really crappy mounting hardware. Yeah. I gotta say that ARB <laughs> is pretty good at mounting stuff. On on the whole, like preparation H feels good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Who hasn't seen Austin Powers? That was really good. (laughs) That was really quick. Oh, yes, I agree. Preparation H does feel good on the whole. (laughs) 
Oh, that was so fast. You just caught me off guard. Yeah. That was that was that was clever. Well done. Well done. But yes, I'm very excited about and I'm going to order um I'm going to add more expense to this. And I'm going to go on McMaster. Once I figure out the thread of these bolts that they come with, I'm going to go on McMaster and order tamper-proof uh, nuts. So, so you're going to spend see. another $105? On it. <laughs> no, the, the, the tamper nuts are like 5 bucks. Yeah, yeah. They're it's not, not bad. They're not bad. So I just, I just want people to not be able to jump up there with a half-inch wrench and steal my shit. So Do you ride around with it all the time now? I, he does. I did. I don't have it on there right now, but yes. That is the plan. That is the plan. It's a little I, weird. Eh, it's I mean, dope. I love that thing. Have you... F- Calculated your MPG loss? Yeah, I have a, a scan gauge that constantly tells me what my MPG is. So what's is. the difference? Literally zero. That can't be true. Dude, the cross section is the size it's of a softball. Huge. No, it's huge, man. If you look at it end on, it's this big around. But you have the crossbars mounted too all the time. Yeah. Which he always had. They're crossbars. always there. They're this thick. You've always had the crossbars on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so have you calculated what the MPG would be without the crossbars? No, but they okay. don't make any like wind noise or anything. They actually well, have spots on the roof rack that say "put them here for the least amount right. of wind resistance." Right, but that's not. I mean, there's still that's still drag. Sure, but I don't care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay, I get twenty five on the highway. That's pretty good for a four. Fair enough. That's that's really hilarious because that's what the Rav Four gets. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Y'all want to know what the CRV gets? Well, I, I should say. Well, you also have giant tires on the CRV. It's true. I should say that that's the that is the average. For the oh, Rav4. my average is not twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. average is like seventeen and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You should buy a hundred dollar eight foot Napa roof rack <laughs> canopy and put it on your Corona. If the well the. <laughs> The Corona's roof would rip off. It would look like a knight jousting its way down the highway. Do you want a 98 Chevy Blazer? <laughs> you I say don't, that. Thank you. You say that. He might take you up I on that. I absolutely would not. I will say that for the, for the entirety of my professional Chevrolet career, the S10 truck and Blazer were the worst vehicles that I ever had to work on. What? <laughs> that is kind of shocking. Mm. It's so easy to work on. But, like, they all needed ball joints. Oh, yeah. And to replace the ball joints for the first time on those cars, you have to grind off the rivets, which is like a five-hour process to replace all four on both sides. And the door hinges all need to be replaced, which is like a weld-on process. Do they rip away from the frame? The uh, pin wears into the body side hinge bracket. Ah. So it like elongates the hole. Yep. And so then you have to cut that off and weld on a new one. Right. Um, and then the, I don't know, there, there were aggravating. There, I believe mine the, are bolt on. You probably had them replaced then. Ah, uh, okay. They're probably the new oh, ones. Oh, did they like put in like a, a captive nut or something as a I, replacement? We welded them, but there were several. There was a bulletin. It was a whole thing. Um, the people who owned the S10s. At the time that I was working up there, there it is. were the main problem. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say as is true with many vehicles. Yeah. unfortunately, I know the people. <laughs> they used to wave at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yours still runs too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if if I was gonna buy a mini truck, what would I get? First gen Frontier. No, no? Toyota no. pickup. I mean, it would have to be a Toyota, but I would have trouble affording one. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. 
that or a Nissan Hard Body. I can see. Oh, you're gonna have trouble affording one of those oh, now too. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Like, if if you if you're drive truck, mini trucks, right? Dude, I mean, I think Ford it'd Ranger. have to be a Ford Ranger. Yeah, that's fair. That's Ford fair. Ranger. Ford, Ford Ranger. Ryan did it. Ryan did it. For two grand. Shut moment. up. I'm saying. I know. So but that's like, so he mad. bought a truck one year newer than mine for <laughs> my down payment. <laughs> it's, but so, it's so upsetting. It'll but last which a, one would you rather have? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. last, it'll yeah. last just a saying, quarter of the lifetime. When he told me that, because he bought it like, what, a month after I got my Something Tacoma? Like that, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, how much did you get for it? How much did you pay for it? Like $2,000. Okay, cool. So that was my down payment at the bank. Yep. But I'm happy with the Suburban because I've been I've been driving the Suburban around a lot recently um, because the CRV has been having some weird issues. And the Suburban actually gets like 18 miles of the gallon. That's, That's cool. shocking. Really good. Yeah. That's really shocking. I think the CRV would probably get closer to 20, 21 if it didn't have 30-inch tires on it. No shit. Uh, <laughs> in other news, if a, <laughs> if a Suburban had a four-cylinder, it might do better than 12 miles per gallon. No, it wouldn't. Absolutely. Because it weighs 6,000 pounds. I mean, if it had the... It was a poor metaphor, Pierce. I got it. I have have a mini thing. Do you? Yeah, I got a a thing. Is it literally about minis? No, it's not about minis, unfortunately. Uh, I I, want to ask this question specifically because Adam's here and I know his answer. Um, But what... what, How do I even want to ask the question? Do you guys... Let your gas tank get all the way empty before you refill. Absolutely not. I know. Never. Be- I know. Because I, I saw some posts on Define Facebook. Define absolutely empty. Uh, how long after the light comes on? <laughs> oh, oh. I, I very So this rare- is assuming you have a working light. Uh-huh. <laughs> I rarely get to the light. Okay. Except for on the Fit, because the Fit has a super accurate like miles left gauge. Yeah. So rarely it. get to the light. Never had a. I don't think light. I have a single car that the fuel light works on. I know. I know for a fact that when the uh, Swift is completely full, like overflowing onto the ground at sheets, my gauge only shows three quarters. Yeah. So when it gets to empty, I've still got at least a hundred miles to go, mm-hmm. and the light never comes on. Yeah. The CRV light will come on completely randomly, like literally for no reason whatsoever it'll be it'll show like i have filled up i'll have gone 50 miles and the fuel light will come on and it'll be on for like 20 miles the suburban i don't even think has a fuel light but it also has like a 130 gallon tank (laughs) so i rarely fill that one apocalypse vehicle i'm saying i'm saying because it's got the tow package too so it's got the extended range fuel tank yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. How much does it cost to fill it up? I've never filled it up. (laughs) Never. I have never. I have. So I literally like put the nozzle in and walked away from it at one point and like went to buy food or whatever. Like, oh, no. (laughs) Well, like I came back and it had stopped at a hundred dollars yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god. and the tank was like three quarters full oh my god <laughs> i regret i regret that but at least it gets 17 miles per gallon <laughs> i i have always wanted to buy a, a diesel truck and then get one of those like goliath 60 gallon tanks yeah, or stuff like that buddy. because yeah. because me i will run that thing to to like I'm, I'm to the slurps. Yeah. 
Till like I mean I I the the fuel light will come the the light will come on and then I'll drive another fifty miles or forty miles. Or you something absolute like mad lad. I know. So the reason I brought this up is because I saw some Facebook meme or whatever making fun of people. I think it was making fun of people selling their cars on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. And it was like I know what I have, you know, blah blah blah. And it, you know, but then it was like, what's actually wrong with the car? And it's like oil change every uh, every ten thousand miles, like. Uh, Starves the fuel pump once a week or whatever. Yeah. But, like, uh, part of my problem is the RAV4 has, like, a 13-and-a-half-gallon tank. I put, like, 14.2 gallons in one time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> the all the way to the injectors. <laughs> so, but, like, I had, to, I had to drive to Georgia a couple weeks ago. And that's not a that's not that's a really small tank for that yeah, vehicle. Yeah, I had to drive to Georgia the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I filled up twice on the way down and twice on the way back. Jesus, it's like if I'm it, and Adam over here is like a half a tank guy. Yep, every time half a tank, I fuel uh, I fuel up every other day, and so do I, and I burn all fourteen <laughs> gallons. <laughs> this this is my sometimes I'll go three days, but this, you know I'm this saying. is my problem. I'd stop at a gas station three times a day, like. Uh, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Well, road trips at- are different. Road trips are different. I'll if I'm on a road trip, I'll go until I'm quarter of a tank, maybe even le- if if I if I'm in a well populated area, I might go till the light comes on because I don't want to stop a million times. But day to day driving, I don't. I hate like I've been caught in too many situations, or I've been like my mom. You know, when I was growing up, and caught in these too many situations where it's like, oh, we need to go do this, or oh, so and so is in the hospital, and you get outside and you're like, oh, gotta go to the gas station. Like, I don't like to be like, you know, I'm not I'm one of those super prepper guys, but like, if shit does hit the fan, like, I want to be able to get out yeah. of out of Virginia. Yeah. So you're asking the wrong question. Like, it's not how low do I let my fuel tank get. It's it like I have to factor in like what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of the week. So, like, for this week, I know that tomorrow I'm not going to have time to fill up my fuel tank. And Wednesday, I'm not going to have time to fill up my fuel tank because of different things that I have going on, like, immediately after work. So, because I knew that I had 200 miles on this tank, yeah, I could have gone back and forth to work maybe one and a half more times. But my Kroger fuel points expire tomorrow. So... I know that the so ten, you're going tonight. Yeah, the ten cents. Well, I already went. The, my ten cent off discount. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to use it by the time that I have to fill up, it had to be today. So, that's really what's important to me. I I, I suppose it just like I I don't know. I was I was just thinking about it because I was I saw that post and I was driving the other day and it's like I seriously I I'd stop it every day every three like three hours I I don't know it's like but you run it to empty every day pretty much yeah yeah yeah. Wow. The real problem with that is your company gave you a vehicle that gets that crappy gas mileage That's with true. that small of a gas tank. Do you remember how we were talking a year ago, year and a half ago, a about half. the RAV4 and how it was the forgotten about Toyota? Yeah. We were trying to program a new key for a new Toyota RAV4 last week, and literally... None of the standard processes to learn a new key to a new Toyota worked on the RAV4. There was like a whole like you put your left foot in, you hang your right arm out the window, you roll the windows up and down three times, and then you hold the key between two and three inches from the sensor and 
press the okay button three and a half times. It was it was it was just so to be fair, I feel like the the new RAV4 is the first of the new generation of Toyota vehicles, I feel like. Call it whatever you want. It's still a, a Toyota aside from every other Toyota. Like even mm, even yeah. currently, yeah. the current RAV4 is a completely different Toyota vehicle. Even to like the new Corolla? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it still has like its own proprietary cooling system. That like you know most most other Toyotas still have like a, a metal radiator cap on the radiator and then also a coolant reservoir and the Rav Four still has the pre- the total like completely the pressurized, pressurized cooling system. Ugh. Yep. And if you search the Rav Four by VIN, according to the VINs, all of the 2021s are all hybrids. Like the VINs don't even work if you enter a VIN into a search. They're all hybrids, even though all of the ones that we have are gasoline. I don't know. It's just the Rav Four is still like. Uh, an anomaly. A bastard child. It's an absolute anomaly in the world of Toyotas. I love them, but I hate working on them, dude. Because I believe it. The parts are wrong every time. You know, you could get a brake set for a Rav Four, and it'll be one of three different versions of brakes. I don't know where I was going with this rant, but no, I, I feel you. I feel it. Rav Four. It's a, it's a weird car. It's a you know? weird car, yeah. man. That's probably why I like them. The I tell you, I tell you what I really, really like about the, and I, it took me until this past week to, or two weeks ago to put my finger on it real good was I carry a full size spare on the back of the car. That is so great. I like, I I had got, I got a flat tire in North Carolina the other day and ended up uh, cross threading a wheel lug, which was great. Yeah, that was fun. So I was taking it off, and it was, like, difficult. Like, I had to wrench it almost all the way off, and I was like, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> so then I started to, like, put it back on, and I got, like, two turns, you know, with, you know, by hand. And then, it like, I had to put the wrench on it, and I got it, like, I was like, mm, is this dirty, or is it cross-threading? <laughs> I'm, like, turning it and turning it and turning it. And then eventually it, like, really started to get, like, seized up. So I backed it off, like, a half a turn or whatever, and it was still, like three quarters of an inch from touching the <laughs> touching the wheel and i was like oh so i just left it there uh and put it's not f- coming off you got four other lug nuts. i, I put fine. the other four on they were yeah, fine they were and then i drove it basically i drove it straight to discount tire where because I, I got i got the flat and i had the their warranty or whatever you have the worst tire luck yeah. with that car yeah it's terrible. It's unbelievable. I've ne- never in my life have I hit so many nails and is it, screws. Is it and because there's so much construction going on at hospitals all the time? Maybe. maybe. You want to know what yeah, else is unique? Yeah, but you never had that issue with the Volkswagens. Mm, no. Not as bad. Yeah. You want to know what else is unique to the RAV4? The tire size that comes on his car. No other car uses that tire size. It's like, it's like a, a 205 60. 60. Wait, what? I, I have no idea what it <laughs> I was is. Gonna, I was going to guess like 215 60 16 or something like that. We have to like special order in the tires for RAV4s when we replace them. Discount Tire has the size. Well, of course they do because they're like a wholesale warehouse. Yeah, I know. But I know. Anyways, I I went there and um did they have the stud? No, I had to um I had to make an appointment. They were going to fix the thing fix the tire, but they tread was low enough that they needed to be replaced anyways oh, okay uh so i was like ah, i'll just do we'll just do new tires i, I don't pay for it uh so <laughs> um so i made an appointment i came back you know the next day or whatever and the dude was replacing the tires and he came in he was like hey man and i was like the the wheel lug and he was like yeah yeah how'd you know i was like because i changed the tire i put it on there <laughs> whatever he's like okay well like we have to break it 
okay. What? Like it won't come off? Like it won't come off at all? I was like, no, it's just stuck. We have to break it to get it off. I was like, okay. That means they had already broken it. <laughs> yeah, 100p. I'm sure. I'm sure they, that that is what that meant. Go and tell so, them we got to go do this. He, he So he brought it back. He brought it to me. He brought me the broken lug. He's like, do you want to keep this? I was like, yeah, Did he just why not? turn around and reach into his pocket? <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> So, he said, okay, all right, all right, oh, here, okay. oh, yeah, all right, <laughs> So he was like, so you'll have to get that replaced. Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, are you, no, we can't do that. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. All right, well, thanks, I guess. You didn't do it, so I can't, like, hold you responsible for That's probably what they were the... doing. They were worried that, that you were going to blame them for breaking your wheel lug. Or for cross-threading it in the first place. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm actually surprised by that because most tire, like Firestone and NTB will not let you leave as like a liability thing without having replaced that wheel stud and nut. No, he was like totally cool. He's like, so you only got four lugs for now. Like, uh, yeah, oh, but I feel okay. like NTB and Firestone, they also do other services. I would assume so that. So they have wheel studs. I mean, tire, tire, tire warehouse or whatever it is called. Discount tire, discount tire. They do like oil changes and state inspections. And I shit. don't think they no. do. The they one on just, Hull just Street, tires. just tires, just tires. The one on Hall Street does oil yeah. changes and state inspections. Hall Street and Courthouse. Yeah, no, next just, to, just tires. Next to Big Lots and the old Harley store that is now. I know what you're thinking about. The, you're thinking of the shop, the other shop that I always used to get my cars past. Yeah. at. Uh, um, the, the little gray one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I forget Underneath the, name. the Brian oh, Shretton. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's just wheels and tires, and they don't even they don't even align. Yeah, they don't do alignments either. So as I was sitting there, I was making an appointment because I need to get the oil changed. Anyways, I was making an appointment with the dealership for the next day, and so I drove it down there the next day. Excuse me, and uh, <laughs> pulled I pulled in like the service bay, and the lady comes out and is looking at me. I was like, "Hey, I, ha- I have an appointment for eight thirty. My name's Corey." She was like, "You do." Yeah, I sure do. She's like, I don't see anywhere in our in our appointment book. I don't I don't have a Rav Four for today. It's like, mm, well, I made an appointment for today. What do you what do you, what now? You know, she's like, well, do you have the do you have the email or the text message? I looked it up. No, it's for the nineteenth. For the record, we are currently recording on the ninth. Yeah, and this was <laughs> this was last week. This is this week. I think it was Wednesday. So that was the 6th or whatever that I thought I made the appointment for? No, apparently it's for the 19th because that was their next availability for an oil change. <laughs> Probably because they have no what? text. Probably because they have no text right now. Maybe. I don't... Which one did you make the appointment with? Uh, Haley, McGeorge? Haley, uh, or... Um, Priority? Yeah, no, Haley. The one on, the one on Hall Street at 2 That's Haley. Oh, Haley. Yeah, Haley, yeah. The one that Haley. has no cars? Yeah. Yeah, well, none of them do, but so what did they do for you though? Nothing. We couldn't do anything. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, so you, you still, still have, have four, four lugs? lugs? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. cool. Sure do. All yeah. right. Toyota did not have as big of a production interruption at first with this chip at first because they had experienced this before and had a stockpile. Yep. Unlike everybody else. However, so, I mean, if it goes on long enough, everybody's affected, but they held on longer than most. I will say that the only new cars that we're getting in right now have been Nissans. I'm sorry. I know. Me too. Isn't that like all you have though? Our fleet is like 
45% Nissans, 45% Chryslers, and 10% everything else. Hyundai. Not a lot of Chevys. Um, we have a lot of Chevy trucks. We have a lot of Chevy Malibus. Yeah. But, I mean, the majority of the fleet is Sentras and Altimas and Rogues. As sure. I've said before, Nissan is the Chrysler of Japan. Mm. Yeah. 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 What were you going to say? I was going to say, do you have to go to the dealership? I mean, no, but... Take her over to Firestone. They'll find I was going to say, like... They'll find you a stud from, like, Napa. Take it to my house. Say, what are we doing? Go to, like, Rue and up at Harris. I don't know. Take it to... I know uh, it's Petersburg, Take it to Ryan over at Firestone. Ryan Sabrito. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? He works at Subaru. No. no. He's the, like, He's the... GM at a Firestone. Yeah. Ryan Sabrito. Yeah. yeah. He, has like, been, has runs been for a, while. a Firestone for years. Yeah. 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 You gonna yeah, call yeah. him now too? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 you're wrong. No, I promise. I'm pretty sure it's the one that Huguenot and Robius too. It is. I, I, he did some work on the GTI ones. He's been. I mean, unless he moved this recently. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. False. Yeah. He yeah. is the lead tech at Subaru. He was the lead tech at Currently. Subaru. Unless he moved I again. I guarantee you. He was at Firestone less than a year ago. I just talked to him last weekend. Then this is new. No, he was working at Subaru when Landon was working at Subaru. Yeah, and then, and then he, he left, left and went to Firestone. If he ever went to Firestone, I didn't know about it, but currently... Clearly. Works at Hyman Brothers Subaru. It okay, says well, it right good there. for him. I just ordered parts from them today. Congratulations, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The the flapper intake thing on a Subaru. I ordered the throttle button. No, it's the, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's not, <sighs> it's not like an airflow. The valve, meter, right? the, like the, the intake timing intake, thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, flapper, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the actuator. I ordered an actuator for them today cause we ordered another one and the tech broke it. So I ordered a second one. <laughs> Good. We were paying for it this time. So no, I don't have to take it to the dealership, but like, I don't know. They, I mean, I get it. I would, too, if it was a company vehicle, yeah. but if it's not till the 19th. They're called TGV valves. They also, they're pretty reasonably priced, I feel like. Like, I don't know. They, they charge me, like, 50 bucks for an oil change. Yeah. You know, so, whatever. Synthetic? Yeah, Toyota's use 020 synthetic, or, zero. excuse me, 018 synthetic now. 016 on the Camrys. Is oh it? God. It's His car should take 520. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. We have a special Welcome to Oil Talk. <laughs> we have a special barrel of oil that we have to use for Toyotas and it's I thought it was 018. You sure it's 016? I think it's 016. Okay, the well. new new stuff is using like straight 12 or something like that. It's Just so 12 weight. Yeah, it's like 12 weight. It's so stupid. What are you thinking, Lance? 30 weight. <laughs> no, <dude>. 12. <laughs> We're putting straight water in this bitch. Where are the engines, Tim? We're in the warehouse. <laughs> We're in the warehouse, We're in the warehouse man. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good shit. Oh. God bless. But apparently, and I after I thought about it for two seconds, it makes sense, but uh, they called me back, and the uh, wheel stud replacement is like a three-hour job. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't considered. Yeah, it's not The cheap. whole, like, four-wheel drive thing yeah. and everything, but... Yeah, they probably got to drive the hub out of the yeah um, the, um, knuckle and everything. Yeah, it, like I said, it made sense after I thought about it. For is it on seconds. the front or the rear? It's like just replace the, the just oh. replace the wheel bearing while you're in there, kind of thing. Mm, I don't think that's really necessary. It's probably a bolt-on bearing mm. for that car. 
but uh, I mean, at the very least, they got to separate the axle from the knuckle. Right. Right. Yeah. And like that, that involves like taking the caliper and the brake rotor off and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, I'm about to do a recall on a 3500 Ram. Uh, 3500 mm-hmm, Ram Ooh. truck like dually thing because you they rent those. What's that? They rent those? Yeah, we do. At yeah. Enterprise? It's a specialty vehicle, yes. Oh, but my God. Yes, I know what I'm getting in Arizona. <laughs> Seriously. You can get all sorts of big trucks from Enterprise. It's cool. I'm sure it's yeah. like a bazillion dollars it's, a day. You have to have like a oh, specialty is it the, license. The commercial you, side of it? Commercial, yeah, it's a okay, commercial, okay, yeah, gotcha. Commercial rental. We rented a Dodge Caravan in Chicago, and it was... Did you get it from Enterprise? Uh, it was from like... What's... I'm just gonna say you you fucked up. Davis hurts. It was neither of those. It was one that I wasn't super familiar with. Budget. No, I think it started with an A. Alamo. Alamo. That's me, man. You fucked up. Whatever, dude. It's, you fucked it's up. The only one that had a minivan for rent at the time. That's Enterprise. Literally, they Alamo were the is only Enterprise. Ones with en- okay. I didn't know that. Just the, saying. Okay. We're Enterprise National. It Alamo. was more than all of our plane tickets to rent this car yeah. for four days. And you know what? <laughs> I could have got you an eighty-five percent discount. I'm sure you could have, and I feel dumb for yeah, not you, asking you should. about it. You should. I, I do. That's what I did for going to the beach. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Anyways, you are, you are a smarter man than I. <laughs> Anyways, what were you gonna say about Dodge Caravans? It cost us like nine hundred dollars ah, okay. to rent it for four days. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about them. Yeah, rental prices general. are no, way way up right now. The, even the, if what? you even even if we didn't have a friend that works at Enterprise, I've got a corporate <laughs> discount for them too. You could have got it for like a hundred bucks. The mid row seats fold in an interesting way that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, they like they like kind of spin uh, forward forward. It's super mm-hmm. transformers, and I'm way into yeah, it yeah. until they break, and then it's a real pain in the dick. Sure. Right? That mechanism like, does not look. But no, they easy but to yes. <laughs> They like come inboard as well. Uh-huh. It's like really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost they don't fold into the floor <laughs> like the older ones used really good. to. Those were the stow and go seating. Those were cool. Yeah, those were cool. They also have like the pop up roof rails. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they I, break I, a lot. I'm sure they do. They yeah. look very flimsy. Mm-hmm. They did are. you did you fold the rears as well? No, we have we were carrying a lot of people around all the time. The rears fold with like a like a four step pull this strap, then pull this strap, then pull this strap. It's really yeah. weird. It's like they're literally numbered one, two, three, and four. And it's like pull this one. Now go over here and pull this one. And now go over here and pull this one. And then you pull the fourth one. And it's like that's <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, and that's in the Pacificas. There's one button. It of course, like flat, it makes like a flat trunk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in fact, it's the only van that it can have a completely flat cargo mm. space. When I was looking at Mitsubishi Monteros back in the day, the standard Montero, not the sport, the unibody Montero, the rear seats folded in a similar way into the floor and made a flat cargo area, which I thought was neat. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the other thing I love about the Blazer. Oh, it does the same thing. That's cool. They, I does mean, it? they fold. They well, they fold. Down, just simple pull tab and fold down, but it's completely flat. Yeah, the oh, for the like for like the middle row, or the no, I guess, I've I've so there's two only rows. two rows, okay. but yeah, yeah. it's completely level with the. That was one of the reasons why I was like, I I'm, I want to keep this and the four use it for camping. Way. That's yeah. why I bought it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can fit a queen size bed in the back of the suburban without having to fold down any seats. So you know, <laughs> I'm 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 looking at first gen Sequoias with a very lustful eye these days. And it's, it's kind not of the, same. the same. Do you have a billion dollars? <laughs> They're not that expensive. Dude. Are they not? Nobody cares about first gen Sequoias. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, you can get like a. a that would a, be your new tow vehicle, or I mean, in a couple of years, mm. yeah, probably tow vehicle slash daily. Yeah, 
Yeah. They're sweet. What would you do cool. with the Forerunner? I would sell it. Oh. With all the crap you've done to it? That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to. I'm you don't like, have to do it again. I'm like right at that point where it's like, do I really want to do this all again? The answer is probably not. But if if a second kid enters the picture, it's mm. either Whoa. it's either sell the fit and buy a minivan or sell the Forerunner and buy a Sequoia. And I'm really leaning up to buy a Sequoia thing. You should get a Mazda 5. No. A Mazda 5. It's like a fit, but worse. It is the worst. Really? Are they that, that, oh that bad? Oh my god, they're, they're so bad. bad. They're, they're just, so bad. It's a Mazda no, you 3. No, no. With a Ford engine, though. With the Ford Z-Tech engine. I hate to break it to you, but all the Mazda 3s until like 2013 had the Ford engine in them. Mm, didn't they have the 2ZR? The um, It's a it's an MZR engine. Yeah. Which the, is a Ford engine. It's no, a no, Ford the, 2. the Mazda 3. 5 has the 1.8 Z-Tech engine. No, they have 2.3s. Four cylinder, just like the Mazda three, which is why the Mazda Speed three drivetrain like bolts into a. Not Mazda all 5. of them, I promise you. Okay, well that's fine. Most of them had a two point three. <laughs> Any of the ones that I ever worked on had like the one point eight because we couldn't we couldn't a do 1. anything 8? with them. Eight. It's like a one point eight or a two point zero Z Tech, the Ford Focus engine. Yeah, that's a two point three MZR. Mm-hmm. No, this was the smaller one. Uh. And you have to have special tools to do anything with the front, like any of the, like to, to replace the serpentine belt because yeah. the, oh, is it like a stretch to fit belt? Yeah, and oh, like God. the um, the um, crankshaft pulley is not uh, it's press keyed. fit. It's press yep. fit. It's just yeah. the worst idea yeah, anyone's so ever had. So like as Guess soon as you take that loose, fit? the timing chain is all spun. The timing chain drive gear is also press fit. Yeah, to is, the to the the. Harmonic balancer is what I was saying. So if you take that harmonic balancer loose at all, you're 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 boned. screwed. Totally boned. Yeah. yeah, and they leak oil like crazy. They're bad. bad. Every the time a Mazda Speed car. Three or right, a I'm Focus, just gonna shut my mouth from now <laughs> or a Focus ST comes into the shop, everyone just goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> uh, apparently, Mountune CPE and I forget the other company that did mzrs but all of them stopped their engine build programs none of them will build you a motor anymore is that because of lack of parts or because they don't want to do it i think it's a bit of both i'm not surprised by that what about a protege five i like those a lot i love if they don't rust away i almost bought i almost bought one like right after the right before i got the kia one of one of my favorite memories is uh, i went out to uh, a mazda meet uh, one time and we uh, there was a guy there in a mostly stock but with decent tires automatic protege five and he was keeping up with the dude in front on this cruise who was in a highly modified rx8 and he was mobbing in this protege five and it I, was fantastic i feel like that speaks more to the 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 capabilities of the rx8 than <laughs> rx8s the, 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 are garbage yeah <laughs> they're so Sorry, Richard. terrible but uh, the Protege Fives are not without their own issues. But I think that like that was the first car that Mazda really like tried to break away from Ford with, because mm. then the Mazda Speed Five, uh, Mazda Speed Protege came out shortly afterwards. Yep, that was only um, in sedan though, no wagon. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I really like the Protege Five. It's a cool car for sure. I like it a lot. They had an MP3 version. Which was like what? the futuristic one. So like when the iPod came out in the early oh 2000s, they were like, you can have an aux input in the MP3 <laughs> version of the Mazda Furniture 5. 
Whoa. It's like, oh, it's the future. Cowabunga, dude. Cowabunga. You have a whole model. You have a, it is. You have a whole edition of a vehicle just so you can use your Zune. Yep. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hate we're, on the Zune all you want. It was a good piece of hardware. It was, it was it was great hardware, and it was terrible software. Yeah. Yeah. So well, bad. Anyways. I think that's an episode. Yeah, yeah I'm in. For sure. This episode has oh, been yeah. brought to you by Steve Kilman. <laughs> um, who states that he was dry, uh, drinking a Licking Hole Creek Nuclear Nugget Imperial oh, Honey good IPA. Stuff. Oh, good beer, Steve. Thanks, Steve, for your contribution. We appreciate you. Thanks, Z, for your contribution. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always, always a pleasure. Do you want to plug your Pugables? Do what? <laughs> po- What's you your Pugables? Pugables. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to let the fine folks know your Instagram handle uh, so they can see pretty pictures yeah, of your Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Instagram, uh, at first and last name, so at Adam, A-D-A-M, Sorondo, S-O-R-O-N-D-O. You can find me on uh, Facebook, same thing, Adam Sorondo. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> that. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pinterest, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, I d- unfortunately, I don't have any good pictures or cool pictures of the truck up yet, but once I start some. doing a little bit more, yeah, I'm gonna, I need to get it cleaned. Uh, or clean it really well. <clears throat> well, we won't want one to post with this episode. So, oh yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you one. Get a picture. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna find one from Google. Yeah. We'll go down. Go down by the river and take a picture. Corey. See mm. Crehan at at uh, Instagram for pictures of good food and ripped pants. <laughs> I'm still ah that one pair of shorts I was talking about last week still holding on. Oh what still a champ! On. I know. I know. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. <laughs> We need to get you some Dickies, bro. <laughs> some Duluth. I'm Savedro88 on Instagram. Free Candy Media on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at The Daily Downshift. Yeah, Beer and Backfire at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page too. And I think we have an Instagram as well. Beer so. and Backfire on Instagram. Yep. Um, also, follow can... Steve Kilman on Instagram. Follow <laughs> Steve Kilman. I am understeer. I am understeer on Instagram. Also, we just announced um, the fall cruise yep. date Ooh. which i believe is october 16th 16th october the weekend i'm not available no, no. Yep. dude it's mm. so far away i know okay well october 16th is the or well, whatever that saturday is yeah but it's mid october saturday yeah. uh to find the event go on the japanese classics of virginia car club facebook page or just meet us at Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone Brewery. 9 a.m. 9.30 a.m. on the 16th of October. Come roll through some mountain roads with us. Um, that's all I got. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Candy. Free candy.